0: He's particularly good on Fridays. I never he, noticed he, that. He ends in oh, yeah, sight. <laughs> oh.
1: The oh, end of the end week of I'm the week. talking about. Who says Rothland the Burger? Don't say one of our hosts. Ripman him an ass, whoever it is. is. I bet you it's the big... Oh! oh. Am I right? Of course. of course. Yeah. Well, he's illiterate. What do you expect? He you knows speaking <laughs> English. No speaking English. He probably works part-time at the Herald. Maybe he delivers the Herald newspapers on a weekend.
0: He uh, is very tight with a
1: couple of their reporters. I know that. Oh, is he really? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, come to find out, speaking of that, that the reason that the Booster went over there... Well, I guess most people on the inside know this, but the audience doesn't. The reason Booster went over there to 790 is because he and Dan Lebastard are really tight. Oh, I yeah, I that. knew that. Yeah, well, I, inside, like I said, everybody knew that. They did
0: like time you know. together.
1: Yeah, that's what I heard. Were they in New Orleans or somewhere? No. No? It happened at a Johnny Rocket.
0: Yeah. Far be it from me to snitch.
1: Uh-huh. Well, anyway, Dan Lebastard and the Booster are as tight as a snare drum, so that's... uh. Why he wound up over there. I think that's right. That's right. Well, there was, there was
0: there was another reason, too.
1: And what was that?
0: We didn't do a very good job of going after him. Yeah. With the, well, we didn't that do that a
1: very good job you? of going after the Dolphins, either, because even though it's not officially announced yet, uh, we have lost No, no, they're and, gone. Right? I can tell you that. Well, I know that. Well, you and, know. All, and also the play-by-play broadcasters will be both changed as well. Yeah. yeah. Which is a very bad business decision by Wayne. Yeah, and by, uh,
0: we could have kept Booth uh, here. Yeah. If uh, if they had made him a decent offer well, they and just didn't. sat they, down with him and made they, him they feel made like him they wanted he, him. They made him an offer he could refuse, and he did. You know what? You know, there was only one person who ever talked to him, and, they, you know, Greg never did. No,
1: well, how can he talk to anybody when he's never there? He's out of this world, i well, you he could that. have invited him to wherever he was. Maybe we could have put him on a space shuttle send him to Uranus. <laughs> what a jackass. But that didn't have to happen. It really well, did I like Boog. He's a good play-by-play guy, boy. but as far as doing a talk show, forget about it. Yeah. He is Rock a good and roll guy. talk. You know, he's a great guy. We like him a lot, but that rock and roll talk, it somehow leaves me limp. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hey. What you mean. hey, Boog, how's it going, baby? It's 107 at 790. I just, uh, I don't none of that. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're, uh, you,
0: you're, yeah? Just, you're doing a puking routine. Man. Yeah, I'm puking all right.
1: Well, and you know, you know, the hopefully your this, week got
0: better as it went along.
1: No, it did not. It got worse. Once, once we got to yesterday and that whole Jeb Bush business. And the worst part, you know something? I've said it for 29 years, and I'm going to say it again. And that is that South Florida gets exactly what it deserves. The apathy, the indifference. There, there's no passion. You know, they're re-releasing the passion of the Christ because Mel Gibson wants to squeeze some more money out of Jesus. But uh, there's no passion about anything other than freebies and early bird dinners. Florida is the most indifferent. It's la la land. They just uh, are not passionate about anything. I had din-
0: I had dinner last night with a horse, a very prominent horse trainer who listens to your show. Yeah, Nick Zito. Yes, and uh, Nick said, you know, it's amazing that the brother goes to war to, to defend our so-called freedoms, and this, and the other brother constantly takes away our freedoms.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's Ian and Yang. Yeah. Maybe we can get the, some of the money, some of the revenue from the uh, slots if we ever get them for uh, rehab. Hey, for if they for do what they
0: say they're going to do and they don't bring real slots in, those class three
1: slots. Well, all they're, all they're going to, look.
0: It, well, it'll be Nothing.
1: There'll be no revenue. I That's mean, all right. They're doing is, is screwing over the school system and screwing over themselves. And I don't think they're going to let him get away with that. He's he's waffling on that now.
0: now this thing is going to be in the courts. I guarantee. you yeah. And then so it'll be still, another I year say before. Say we'd, we'd and, and, say, and you know what, Neil? It'll be another year before
1: it gets done. No, I better not.
0: I'm telling you, it's going right to the courts.
1: I mean, Pompano Park was planned by July 31st. They'd be up and running with uh, at least a part of it anyway.
2: Yeah. I know, uh,
0: I know Hollywood will be ready to go very quickly, too. Right. And
1: I'm sure... And I bet Flagler and uh, Miami Highline Calder could have been uh, were ready, too. Like I said, nobody cares. Yesterday, I couldn't... Uh, nobody gives a crap. You know, you can't get these people whipped up into a frenzy. They, that's why the politicians can do whatever the hell they want, because they know they can get away with it. Yeah, and they... Oh, gee, ain't that a shame, you know? Meanwhile, they had all those right-wingers, all those carpetbaggers knocking the door down in Dade County. Let us us in! in. uh, Remember that business? Yeah, and then they also cancel out a big portion of the vote by not letting them vote. All the public cares about is where's the early bird and where are the cockfights tonight. That's uh, Dade County for you. And Broward to an extent. I've never been to a cockfight. Where
0: are the good ones? Hialeah. Oh, I can't go there.
2: No, no. I Raul haven't been Martinez. to
0: Hialeah since the mayor took a swing Raul at Raul his... Martinez has Hank permanently banned from Hialeah. Hey, you know something? Stop and think about this. Are you crazy? You think I'm going to go in there after that guy who's about six ten took a swing at me? Listen to me.
1: Stop and think about this. Hialeah, that went, that, thanks to John Brunetti being a real slime ball, uh, ran it into the ground and put it out of business you realize that this thing, if they could have put it over, they might have been able to bring back Hialeah if they would have been thinking properly? Hey, I've
0: got a story for you on that, Neil.
1: Yeah. Can I take a minute of your time? Go ahead. Take all the
0: time you want. Take right up to 150 would be good. New York <laughs> New York Racing Association wanted to run, wanted to get out of New York for a month. They just uh, felt because of bad weather there. And they approached Hialeah about running a New York meet for one month at Hialeah every mid-January to mid-February with a lot of grass racing, And Brunetti wanted so much that, that uh, Naira walked away from the deal. Now, think about if he had accepted that. Remember, yeah. he didn't accept the extra. He wanted two more days from Gulfstream to continue right. the rotation, a mm-hmm. mid-dates rotation. Well, He ought to rotate. If he had taken this deal, yeah. that would put him on one of those big roundful peel uh, ovens on a spit. If he had taken this deal, Neil, he would be sitting there right now. With, and you know if Ialea had racing, they would have voted for slots. Right.
1: And they would have influenced that segment of the community. No that one English, decision. And they would have come out and said, oh, see, see, we like that.
0: Just by wanting a little let too me, much. And like I
1: said yesterday, in Havana, back in the heyday of uh, Batista and the mob, they were paying Batista off with enormous amounts of cash so that he would look the other way, and the casinos in Havana were flourishing. Those people love casino gambling. So you figure, you know. It just goes to show you how controlled they are. Uh, that was, that was, I'll just I, have. That was a great line you had yesterday. A start? <laughs> it's a start. Well, I remember in Havana, <laughs> I, I, I
0: took a half a piece of the birthday cake.
1: Did you? Well, everybody wanted a piece. Fredo, you broke Heimann my said. heart. The piece for, the Tattagny is a piece for everybody. Fredo, you broke my heart. Exactly. Yeah. And how about a little piece for John Brunetti, too, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and Raul Martinez. I know. Remember, I know. remember how they hung um, M- uh, Mussolini and his uh, mistress yeah. in Italy? Yeah, yeah Bugsy Siegel wanted I could to see be the be. same thing in Hialeah. I could just see them hanging John Brunetti and Raul Martinez side by each. I can just see that from a big uh, palm tree. Hey remember there. those remember those old great old palm trees? Most of them got uprooted by that hurricane. Yes. Remember the, yeah, they had one tree. I bet you they still got one or two left there. They could have hung them side by each right from a big palm tree. It's a beautiful place in its day. Yeah, it sure was. But I think Hialeah is kinda of like the epitome of what South Florida's become. I think the devolution of Hialeah is typical of what's happened. I don't know, I can't go there. Oh not He'll beat the crap out of you. I know. Highly, where they never met a gangster they didn't like.
0: Well, my weekend's starting now. Yep, well, you know what that means. Yeah, don't lose too much.
1: Don't bet on UM, by the way. I guess it's too late no, for No, you that, can't huh? bet on them anymore. I know, they're done. Yep. Stick a fork in them. They're like us. They're done. Done. History. Okay, well, listen, don't lose too much this weekend. Well, <laughs> I, we could have had Tom Durkin calling the races for a month if uh highly. take Tom's in Italy out. right now. Is he really?
0: Yep. He has a place. Yeah, you know something you You can relate to this, too, because of the time you spent in Europe and now in uh, Toronto. But he has a chateau over uh, someplace in Italy. Really? He goes there every year for a month.
1: Wow. I love it. And that's where he's going to And he wants to retire there. Yeah, I don't blame him. I'm going there in May. Love it. And you know something? Harness racing is very big in Italy. Not so much thoroughbreds, although, you know, Frankie Dettori is still great. Let me tell you right now, if you want to put some money down on a great world-class jockey, you know every time he comes over here, he wins. He wins a big race. I
0: saw him ride, and I I went to
1: Ascot a couple years ago. Yeah, he's great. Won all the races? Yeah, fantastic. Well, listen, we don't want to talk about racing because they don't care about that. They don't care about the slots. They don't care about the education. They don't care about nothing. So we don't want to. They don't care about hockey, that's for sure. What a joke that is.
0: And they shouldn't get a cut of the revenue.
1: Right. Eliminate Dave County. So it's like an investigation that's been going on. I've been doing it for almost thirty years now. What what is it that these people care about? What motivates them? What moves them besides guayaberas and cockfights, and and dominoes in Domino Park? Well,
0: you that's have a not nice gambling, weekend by the way. That's what's not gambling? Keep in mind. Oh, no. by the way, what, oh, how, you know, you made a great point yesterday.
1: Really, it's what's about the line? Lo- who's the head of the lottery? The governor. Thank well, you. The, the governor says specifically. He says he finally is losing it. He's going over the, overboard. He says. He's against all forms of gambling. Yeah. They should all be stopped. I thought that would include the lottery, church, bingo. He says all gambling should be stopped, including the paramutuals, I guess, which the state's in partnership with, which it goes to show why they've treated him so badly all these years. Exactly. What a jackass, man. What a fat-ass jackass who wins by a landslide. You get what you deserve, folks. Have a great weekend, Hank. That's my governor. And lose a lot, but that's weight, not money. I'm doing that. Good. I'm working on it. Excellent. Excellent. Me, too. Have a nice,
3: nice
1: weekend. Oh, okay. See ya. Bye. Rock solid. Say hi to the big Oh. Hey,
3: on, <laughs>
4: Friday, you first Hello, folks. And thank you, Ed. What's that? Ed McMahon, isn't up here yet? Well, if you've seen him lately, you know it won't be long now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: ah, it's great to be up here in heaven, I'll tell you. It's better than the alternative. In fact, you know, it's so hot down there. Ah! I'm glad you asked that. It's so hot, they're thinking of renaming it Los Angeles. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be a night like that, okay. How about this one? Uh, It's so hot down there, Uday and Hussein asked Hitler if they could borrow a couple of his thongs. (laughs) I'll tell you, I'm having a great time here in heaven. Yesterday, I played golf with Bob Hope. Today, I'm playing tennis with Arthur Ashe, and tomorrow... I'm recording some tracks for Tupac's next album. Well, <laughs> that's it for me. I, I have to go back to my room. Uh, St. Peter put me up in the Michael Jackson suite. Turns out Michael's not going to need it after all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> good to go out,
1: folks. There's more to come.
3: Here's
1: Johnny. He's still there. Edmund Vando is making a comeback, damn it. It's 10.08 <laughs> at 5.60, WQAM. Happy Friday to you. So, right during the middle of the show yesterday, we had some pretty good excitement there with Michael showing up in the PJs and the slippers. Yeah, it was just a tease. And, uh, yeah, and uh, come to find out that the media finally are catching on. Oh, he doesn't have a back problem at all. I loved uh, this morning on CNN, which I hate admitting and watching it, that Rabbi Shmuley Boteach, his, his spiritual <laughs> advisor, Shmuley Boteach, was on there to tell us that uh, he's... And he basically what he really said is something we talked about months ago. was in the Inquirer about all the pills he's popping. He's got Rush Limbaugh disease. He's popping pills mm. like crazy. And so if he looked a little bit incoherent yesterday, he's coming unglued is what's happening to Michael Michael. But it is a pretty good question. What kind of a circus, a sideshow? This guy makes Judge Ito seem like responsible. The mm-hmm. guy's running a circus there in uh, L.A., or wherever the hell this is. Uh, because, uh, you know, if somebody shows up in your courtroom who's on trial for any serious crime, and they show up wandering in pajamas, and, sl- and you have them sit down there and you continue with the proceedings, I mean, get cereal. Anyway, so uh, we didn't make Boog a big offer, Humper says, huh, to uh, try to keep him. And the Dolphins, I guess, we didn't make a big offer because they're going across the street. I wonder what's taken so long. I but the know. word is absolutely positively they will not be using the same broadcasters. Do, 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 so, uh, All right. So we will not be hearing them. See, and that's such a bad mistake, especially Mad Dog. I mean, he's he is the Dolphins. Yeah. So I, I think that's, like I told you before the show, I, That that's typical of what's going on with the Dolphin organization. They're going right down the tubes into the turlet. The season they had last year, their that era and the whole all that business that followed it, uh the four and twelve season and missing the playoffs becoming a regular thing now. This is uh the direction they're going in. Into the tank. So it's probably just as well we're losing them because you know South Florida. Have a couple losing seasons in a row and it's bye bye. What who do we root for now? That kind of stuff. Here's our poll question yesterday. The biggest problem with Dade County is we had sixteen hundred and forty two votes and that's losing an hour on the internet too. Remember that yesterday we had a little bit of oh, a yeah. Probably, well, maybe not an hour, about 40 minutes. Whatever. Thanks a lot, Eric. I realize it's not your fault, but we like blaming Eric for just about anything. If it rains, if it's uh, cloudy, it's Eric's fault. We Let's want to tell, tell you how many, many times it. he called Josh with, uh, you know. With excuses? Or explanations. No, with excuses? Whoa, whoa, you know, like, uh, you know, we're just tired of it. That, that's it. I want that thing running like clockwork, man, like a clockwork orange. We want that thing grinding away, grinding away. All the big bucks that I'm paying every month to keep that damn thing going, grind it away, baby. We actually were paying Josh a few bucks, too, but uh, because of his behavior lately, because he wouldn't go out there and vote. You notice if he would have gone to Dade County and carpetbagged a little bit, you could have probably voted in Dade. No. Yes. No. If you would have made the effort, if you would have gotten some fake ID, you could have gone there in Dade. You might have put it over the top, you and the yeah. 6,000 of your best friends. Hey, it's really sad, but like I said, nobody cares. I'm not going to keep beating my head against a brick wall. You don't give a crap. So what the, Can't you can lead a horse to water. You can lead a horse to the finish line, but you can't make him cross it. And that's what it's all about. Nobody gives a crap. Man, it is just, it's terrifying to me that there's just no passion. It, it's, like a, it's like you're de- living in the middle of a bunch of lumps, you know. Bump on a log. Mm-hmm. Bump on a log. That's South Florida. I mean, even like in South Carolina and in Mississippi, uh, they care about something, even if it's only hate, you know. Now, I will say in Dade County they do they do hate, but right now there's no particular reason to hate. Although the biggest problem with Dade County is it's a Banana Republic five hundred and forty eight. That's a little hate. Banana Republic, what do you say to that? Huh?
3: Absolutely
1: correct, sir. Nobody's speaking English, four hundred and one. Too many old right wing Cubans three twenty four. They control, they got the keys to the kingdom, baby. They're the ones who are pulling the chain. They're the ones who are making the decisions and the deals. Uh, and it's because the rest of you are, like, all busy complaining. Oh, gee, those Cubans. Yeah, you're all sitting back, bitching and moaning, doing nothing, including especially the dark community in Dade County, which is uh, ever-expanding, man. we got got uh, North Miami Beach and Liberty City and Overtown and North Miami. I mean, there's uh, Alapata, huh, Lemon City. It is, is dark. Even at the noon, it's dark. And uh, Carrie Meek gave it her best shot, but she couldn't motivate you dark folks to get off your ass, which is really sad because uh, you had a good time losing your money at the slots. The traffic, 159. The politicians, 85. The non-Hispanics don't vote. Well, we finally got that up to 59, but it's still a very... It, we should put another number at the end of that, like maybe a... Oh! Yeah, should have been in first place. The non-Hispanics don't vote. They sit back and let a bunch of sorry-ass, green-toothed losers uh, make the decisions for them. Nothing. data is great. 37 idiots said that, 2.2%. Misery loves company, so they're... Trying to convince themselves they're having a wonderful life, indeed. And the Miami Herald was in last place, twenty-nine, and that's probably because most of our crowd doesn't read it. And a good choice, by the way. Here's the facts. Let's see. We have I haven't gotten to the poll. Okay, I'll put that oh, over there. Haven't got to that yet. I do like putting the poll up there early, though. It seems to seem to generate a little bit of early interest there. Only Hank and I got to stop talking about racetracks because nobody cares about horses. Nobody cares about any of that stuff. Don't forget on Monday. Let me remind him that. Okay. No, that's a tune-out. Nobody cares about the paramutuals and about horse racing and dogs. and high. Nobody cares. In, in Florida, anyway, it's like, it's like one step away from talking hockey. It's like a tune-out. Like, what are these people talking about? Are they talking in a foreign language? Frankie, detour my ass. Who are we talking about? Huh? 10.14 at 5.60 WQAM. Even...
5: Hey, Dios mío, esos
2: carros.
1: Absolutely.
6: Looks like the Quaker Oaks
2: guys
6: Smells from The body roll balls Barbara Bush Has body bells and eyes Fulls of her eyes Popped out It happened when she realized She raised for criminal clouds. Barbara Bush has body bells and eyes and she's nasty, old and crafty, and she waits for fights and fancies. She's atrocious, and takes a break to I may water, they want no fight. Looks like she's carrying a bowling ball between her skies and has 40,000 eyes. The she's having features for her. And she's always surprised <laughs> She's wiggle when she talks Barbara Bush has money fell tonight. She gave us George Bush and Jim Bush Not a mansion deal with Bush will be rich and fat And smells just like the magic star
7: I
1: don't know what's worse news. me: is Margaret Stewart debuts on Billionaire's List or the uh, shootings in Atlanta? Did you see the picture of the uh, dark complected guy that did the shootings in the no, courthouse no, no, in Atlanta? I I changed it. Oh yes. Uh, what did I tell you about dark folks with guns? Bad combination. <laughs> yeah. It's like water and uh, oil. It's like uh, booze and uh, pills. It's a bad combination. Anyway, uh, I'll get to today's poll. All the stuff. See, it's good when we put the new poll up early, and we're getting the faxes. Uh, it's really good. Cindy Margolis is the beating curtain chick today with uh, boobs. Now, didn't you tell me that she denies she ever uh, was photographed she topless? She to say that. Uh, she well, likes to say then never posed topless. So. Then maybe it's a stunt photo. Maybe she's got her head like at the carnival. You know, she's yeah. got her head on somebody else's body because it looks a like a couple lie. of boobies to me. A couple of big nips, as a matter of fact. Yeah, they are. Cindy Margolis sounds awful Jewish to me. I don't know no Goyam named Margolis. Anyway, she was born October 1st, 65 in L.A. And, uh, let's see, her work is rather limited. <laughs> Nevertheless. Dead Above the Ground, Sol Good. What is that, Sol Good? Sol Good. Oh. Cindy Margolis <laughs> Show, Chairman of the Board, Austin Powers International Man of Mystery, Mad TV, Ally McBeal, Howard Stern Show, Radio Show, E Show, Shasta McNasty, The Martin Short Show. I heard that's a short show. To tell the truth in your dreams with cine- Comedy Central's Can't Ham and a few other appearances here and there, a few other spotty appearances. So let's see, uh, that would make her uh, 39, is what she is. Let's see, here's a fact from Alan Coral Springs, who says, please get rid of Ashcroft's face on your website. No. No, it's disgusting, although it does make the girls look that much better. Please go nationwide and be a voice for the progressives. Oh, I'm a voice in the wilderness, here I am. Yeah, right. I can hear you now. Hello, I'm Neil Rogers, a fat fag from Florida. I'm not taking it anymore, right. First team Neil Mad Dog Pat Hank, a great day of radio lost. What polls, f- he says, Alan Coral Springs. I don't I don't know what that means, but nevertheless. What he's trying to say, I guess, is once upon a time we had everything going just fine, and then Greg kept picking up that egg and breaking it and smashing it and then trying to put the pieces together. How many times did I tell you that about the uh, humpty dumpty egg? How many I times did I tell you? About thirty it? man. Oh, yeah. So here's the poll today. I like this poll. Thanks. I think her name was Linda. Some lady sent this in. I'm going through my pile poll here, desperately trying to come up with something new and different and uh, innovative and scintillating, something we haven't done before. I know we haven't done this one before, right? No. Maybe I schmidt-canned her. Uh, th- I guess I did. Linda, thank you, or, or whoever was that sent this in. And the poll is, your who is your favorite actor or actress who made it big in spite of being ugly? Got it? We got it. It's not, it's not all that easy in the beginning, but then when you really put your uh, mind to it... mm-hmm. Charles Bronson was her choice, uh, Linda's choice, and a good one, I guess, because he's weeding the pack. Seventy for Charles Bronson. He is as grotesque. Humphrey Bogart, 45, craggy, old, very ugly guy. And yet, in spite of that, he was like a a sex symbol, Humphrey Bogart, him and Lauren Bacall, both very ugly and both actually looked the same, you know. Uh, (laughs) Even when they were young, they were grotesque, with a lot of wrinkles and, I don't know, all that smoking, I guess, gets to you. Humphrey Bogart, 45. Oh, Steve Bushimi 23, which I don't even know how the hell he sneaked in there. I don't know where that came from. Came in on a fax before the show. So but he's doing uh-huh. very well. What are you eating now, Mr. Uh, hot Shot? Bacon, Mr. egg, and egg and- What? Bacon, egg, and cheese hoagie from Howie's. Oh, now, don't you remember last time that made you, like, mm-hmm. uh, crap your brains out? Right in the it's middle good. of the show. Bacon, cheese, and egg. I, if I were Josh, I'd be, like, uh, staying real close to that other door. But that's I would no, the I'm, door open for ventilation. But I'm eating the same thing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, like I said. That's how good they are. It's worth it. It's like being in church, sitting <laughs> in your own pew. <laughs> Barbara Streisand, 15. James Cagney, a dozen. Kathy Bates has got 10. You know, cock Kathy Bates. Dick Van Dyke, 10. Of course, back in the day when that movie Misery was out, we could say Duty. Now we can't say that. We can't even say Howdy Doody. Can't even think it. Ed Asner, 9. Bette Midler, 8. Peter Lorre, 8. Um, Bella Lugosi, 7. Boris Karloff, 5. Yeah, that's right. Even without the makeup, he was uh, pretty gruesome. Betty Davis, 2. Ah, this damn thing just changed and moved around again. And then we got Fred Gwynn. Somebody says, and Rhea Perlman. They're married. Oh, no, I see. Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman. Well, it would be kind of hard for Fred Gwynn to be married. He's been dead for 12 years Right. Danny DeVito and Ria Perlman should go on to your ugly poll as a couple since they're married. Can you imagine what their offspring look like? Probably just like what uh, Whitney's offspring look like on Passions with the foreheads like that cat. So here for the poll, Fred Gwynn, Herman Munster. Yeah, he was a really ugly guy. I don't think he needed all that much makeup. No, just a little. So that's bit. what we got so far on there on the poll, and uh, you can add to it as you wish or not, as the case may be. Now, somebody called in yesterday about this story, and uh, lo and behold, there it was. Founded after this show... In Tampa, and you know what we think of Tampa, a man apparently enraged by a Bush Cheney sticker on a woman's sport utility vehicle faces felony charges after chasing her for miles and trying to run her off the road as he held an anti-Bush sign, police said. He told her officers that he just got mad at her, so he went after her, said police spokesman Joe Durkin. Nathan, no relation to a Tom Durkin, I'm sure. Nathan Allen Winkler, 31, was free after posting $2,000 early bond Wednesday on a charge of aggravated stalking, which carries a maximum five-year prison sentence. No one answered the phone yesterday at Winkler's home. I wonder if he's kin to uh, Henry Winkler. But his father, 59-year-old John Winkler, said it didn't sound like his son. I know that he's very anti-Bush, but I don't see him doing anything like that, said the elder Winkler. He's the least aggressive person I know. I think it's a good idea. You see somebody with a pro-Bush bumper sticker on their car, run them off the road. Right. Right. Just run him into a but ditch. Gently, or maybe like the guy in Atlanta, just shoot him in the leg a couple of times just to change their altitude. Winkler told police he got upset with the woman, 35-year-old Michelle Fernandez. I wonder if she's kin to Giselle Fernandez. See, isn't this amazing? After she made an obscene hand gesture, Durkin said, Fernandez was taking her 10-year-old son and 3-year-old daughter to a ball field and her Ford expedition to the day when the incident occurred. Whatever gestures I made, I made them because I was trying to figure out why he was honking at me and pointing at a sign, Fernandez told the St. Pete Times. Police said that as Winkler chased the woman's vehicle, he held up a small sign in his Nissan sedan that read, "Never forget Bush's illegal war, murdered thousands in Iraq." I think he's got a hell of a point. Right. right. Maybe he has. A, maybe he has that sign with him, so he's prepared any time he comes up against the Republican. Durkin said. According to a 911 call made by Fernandez, Winkler attempted to run her off busy city streets. At one point, pulled in front of her, got out, and began running through, running toward her vehicle. Oh, my goodness, he's a fanatic. He's in the middle of the street, she said on the 911 tape. Oh, my God, she said. Oh,
3: my God. Just like that.
1: Fernandez eventually made it to the ball field with her children, found a police officer, and described the car and license tag number. Within an hour, police arrested Winkler at his home. Fernandez also said she's a registered Democrat, but voted for President Bush. In the 2004 election, another one of those Dixiecrats, you know, make-believe, Erzats, Democrats, which we have so many yeah. in the South, I don't buy, it. especially over they're in Tampa. Oh, I'm a Democrat, but I voted for Bush. I voted for a fascist. I voted for Nazism because it's, uh, you know, throughout my alley, Sally. I bet you she goes to Crystal a lot, guaranteed. She's just the kind of person that goes to Crystal and maybe once in a while to Hardee's, you know. She don't have enough good taste to go to uh, Steak and Shake, which I realize the burgers suck, they fall apart, but the shakes are great. Yeah, what's what a with Hardy? about that, huh? What's wrong with Hardy? No, there's nothing wrong with Hardy's. It's just that rednecks go there. I, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, you know indeed. what they get? See, the good stuff at Hardy's, like the Shroom Burger, which I love those. Mm. They don't get that, or like that Monster Burger. Shroom they toys. get the uh, they get the gravy and biscuits.
2: <laughs> no, I, I don't know what
1: you're laughing about. <laughs> That's a Hardy's speciality, true. baby. I know, I know. That's I know. what they're known for is their breakfast. Breakfasts with that gravy and biscuits, man. That, yeah. One thing about those biscuits. Is that they affect your brain. That's why the people in the South behave and think and act the way that they do and speak the way that they do and are generally highly uneducated and really a bunch of mugwumps is because too many of them damn biscuits at Hardee's. I just, uh, if you have a hearty appetite, that's a good place not to go. You're
5: listening to Neil Rogers exclusively on
1: 560
3: QAM. Friday, you bastard.
8: Rainbow flags and earrings in my right ear. Am I clear Yeah. People stop and stare when we are near. Homo oh, fear, we're just living life the way we want to. Because I'm gay, and that is all. When people say those nasty nasty things they do It's because I'm gay and and that is all it's just something they they can't
2: approve
8: Flaming screamers dressed up all in drag It's so sad they're the ones that make us all look bad uh-huh. or oh, so bad. We're just living life the way we want to. It's cause I'm gay, and, and that is all. It's what they say, those nasty things they do. It's cause I'm gay, and, and that is all. But it could be so hard inside you. Oh, yes, so, so hard inside you, inside you.
2: <laughs>
1: Ten thirty-three, twenty-seven 27, before 11 at 5.60 and we got Mo Howard David in. going to have Charles Hest- uh, Charl Heston on this afternoon at 2.30. And uh, talking about gun control, Jim managed at 4. And broadcasting from Publix at 9050 Biscayne Boulevard, Miami Shore. No, was a man, mad dog at the uh, fruit market at Publix. I don't understand that. Gildy at 7 and then Eddie Kay at 10. Now, we had a separate schedule, a standby schedule in went one, but guess what? They lost. They lost. Oh, and speaking of that the bit we just played, I just want to... Little heads up for anybody out there that buys into this crap about guys who wear earrings in their left ear are straight. We've, we've discussed this many a time over the years on the show, and I just want to make it very clear. I hope Josh doesn't have any guys who are buddies of his who wear earrings in either ear. Um, I mean, I, I
9: know somebody with earrings. Yeah. They wear two these days.
1: Blaming. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that at least is a little more honest wearing two. Because any guy that wears <laughs> an earring in his ear, he's ready for anything. You know what I mean? At least you're balanced. You're that, there two. you go. That's right. <laughs> A defendant stole a weapon from a deputy and shot and killed a judge. See, this seems to be going on a lot more lately, you know? A hell of a lot more. How How is it that uh, these deputies are so uh, fast and loose with their uh, weapons, huh? Hmm. Wouldn't you think it would be a little bit difficult? But a defendant stole a weapon from a deputy and shot and killed a judge at the Fulton County Courthouse this morning. TV reports that a court reporter and two deputies also were shot. Atlanta Police spokeswoman Marion Lee said one person was shot in the courthouse parking lot. Another was shot outside the courtroom reportedly on the 8th floor of the courthouse. And they showed the picture. They had the guy's name. Boy, their website is so far behind. They showed the uh, dark-complected uh, suspect. Well, he's not really a suspect because they've seen him do it. Dark folks and guns. A very, very dangerous, volatile combination. Definitely unacceptable. Speaking of uh, guys who used to be dark but aren't anymore... In the most critical day of his trial so far, Michael Jackson heard his accuser-level graphic allegations of child molestation at him yesterday after the singer arrived late in pajama bottoms and slippers and was threatened with uh, jail by a judge who was unswayed by his claim of a back injury. And by the way, everybody who knows him uh, will tell you, he uh, don't have no back injury. Even Shmuley Boteach. I just like saying that. <laughs> oh, I like hearing it. Oh, Shmuley Boteach, his, uh, his spiritual advisor, former... The dramatic entrance quickly paled as the trial reached the heart of the prosecution's case, with the accuser describing lewd remarks and acts by Jackson, then engaging in a combative exchange with Jackson's lawyer. After you met with an attorney, you came up with a story that you were masturbated by Michael Jackson, attorney Thomas Mesler Jr. said, in an attack on the most damaging testimony given against Jackson. The boy denied that attorneys influenced him, and he became defensive under the cross-examination. He said he once considered Jackson his best friend in the world, but indicated he felt rejected by the star at one point. The pop star wearing a coat over his T-shirt walked gingerly into the court. Yeah, gingerly. He looked like ginger. After being treated at a hospital for what was described as a serious back problem resulting from a fall. Jackson, arrived. that's interesting because there were two different versions. Did you hear them screaming about it on CNN this morning? No. His spokeslady, she first said that he woke up and couldn't walk at all. He woke up with a bad back problem. And then uh, one of his other flunkies said, oh, yeah, he got up and uh, walked around, but then he had a bad fall. I see. So you figure it out. You take your pick. Jackson arrived after Judge Rodney Melville threatened to arrest him and revoke his $3 million bail. The judge later vacated the warrant. Jurors only got a hint of the strange courtroom drama. Mr. Jackson had a medical problem it was necessary for me to order his appearance, Melville told jurors, adding that he didn't want the panel to draw any negative references, inferences from the developments. Now, somewhere in here I got, oh, here it is, from the uh, New York Daily News today. Insiders fear Jackson will commit suicide... And he also heard that from Shmuley Boteach. Not that he's going to kill himself, but that the drugs are going to like... Because he's popping pills like crazy. Even Rush is jealous. Yeah, it it couldn't happen too fast to make us happy. Michael, Roger, oh, this is not from the Daily News. It's from Fox News, so you know it might be a one in ten chance. Michael Jackson's close friends now really fear that he will commit suicide... Uh, the scene yesterday morning at the courthouse in Santa Maria has convinced people who ordinarily do not say these things that Jackson is in serious mental trouble, as in, <getic noise> like that. It says here, he makes Greg Reed look sane. One thing is for sure, the combined pressures of his financial peril and seeing his accuser on the stand have undone Jackson. As Burton Cummings and the guess who would say, he come undone. My insider says he doesn't have back trouble, as Jackson claimed he's making it up, but he's definitely in pain, he's creating it. Jackson's publicist Raymond Bain insisted Jackson called his lawyer at 5.15 yesterday morning to tell him of his severe back pain. But I can uh, tell you, writes Roger Friedman, that Jackson also made other calls to a variety of people. It didn't sound like he was in pain. He sounded like someone who'd been up all night and was frantic, who was like uh, Duff when he was uh, doing the dump buttons on the Howard Stern Show. Do we have that thing? Yeah, but I don't know what it's called. That sound? I don't know what it is. Well, we got this. off. Get off this instant. We got that. So anyway, believe what you want. Okay, let's uh, take a couple of calls. Five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon and Singular wireless line. WDQAM. Hello.
0: Hello. Yes. Hello. Yes. Uh, Neil. Yeah. Um, I just want to thank, first of all, belated happy anniversary.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Huh? And also, and happy, I, I to
0: Dick Feinberg at the um, victory party, and he said uh, Neil was great. I said I was listening to him all day in yeah. front of the precinct, and um, and. uh yeah, he was just great. He was just great. Yeah. But here's the thing on class two. Yeah. Um, Why do you a keep stopping? No Why do you keep
1: stopping? Oh, this is a guy that sounds like Bob Lincoln. No, no, this
3: is. <laughs> yeah, the, it is. This is okay, Casino Stan. Stan. How are you doing? Uh, the who?
1: Seminoles. Stan Wertheimer. This is Stan. this is Stan Wertheimer? Thank you, Neil. Get out of here, you! Oh, jeez. He must. He must be covering up the phone with like. Uh... A sock or something. (laughs) Get out of here, okay? I thought, this guy, whoever the hell this is, this is the most boring, ponderous stuff I ever heard in my life. Will you stop? Stop it already. Go away and stop kissing my ass and stop with your gambling obsession, okay? Get yourself some mental health before it's too late. Oh, Jesus.
10: 560. For one oh. rated' the uh, Howard and David in his own, at least according to my aspirations. Oh, yeah. Stay away from me. I don't even know how you have children. Miramar, hello.
2: Yes,
3: I want your take on Jay Feebler.
10: Oh, well, Jay Feebler is a great quarterback and a good Jew.
2: I like Jay Feebler.
10: Uh, well, not to mention he's got extraordinarily smooth Talks, is it?
6: Oh, yeah!
2: You've got
10: to be careful what you say here. Oh,
6: TikTok.
10: Thank you, Ma. No, 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 wait a minute. Don't go. But I have
2: nothing else to say.
10: Uh, how about this? How's the weather down there in the Miramont? I'm right down
3: the street from you. Oh, uh, yeah. I have to go. Oh, wait,
10: oh, no, wait. By the way, something. No,
3: no, I, I have to go. Look, I tell
10: you what. I'll hold you over to break. How's that, huh? I'll give you one of my old uh, tank t T-shirts. How's that? Bye-bye, uh, No way! <laughs> That was the only color we had.
6: The veins on your nose is glowing again.
10: Wow! <laughs> You've got
6: big,
2: wiggle
10: veins on your
6: nose and on your face. And around those oozing temples you call my eye, you go look in the mirror you'll see A road map of Ypsilanti You got your happy on Way to die, die, die,
10: die. Wah, wah. My nose glows when something stings. Almost every day, day I think. And my veins suddenly really they start to tickle. My aninoid and a do do, do do Yeah, I look like, like a boy in a bag. That's I because I'm a crazy old
2: guy. When I know
6: that's filled with joyful fame hey. it It's a good light that you want to see A it fan of strawberry. Yeah. I know
1: that's yeah. a
2: flea In joyful <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ten forty five at five sixty, WQ and Jay says Clint Howard for the police, Ron Howard's brother, always plays small roles in all his movies. He looks like a shorter, uglier Ron Howard, but he's in a ton of movies. Right. usually playing interesting or bizarre characters. He's a freak, yes. I also was Jay in the in the movie last night. What about Gary Busey? Okay with those teeth? Teeth? He is one of the ugliest people that ever set foot on the face of the earth. Yeah, but he's got big teeth. Well, regardless, with or without the teeth, teeth, he is grotesque. You're abusing. I'm not sure if anybody will like him or not, but let's uh, give it a shot. Also, Jay says, I'm 31. I've had both ears pierced since I was 15. I'm not flaming. I have a wife, you know. Seriously, it's not that uncommon. Now, I know that, Jay. I just say that to aggravate certain people. Like Josh. I think i about it. You wondering about it, Josh? Not really. Yeah, you are. Love the show. Keep up the 50-cent story today. We don't have no 50-cent story today, Jay, but starting on Monday, we'll scour desperately to find the 50-cent... <laughs> Shooting story of the day. Oh, we got the shooting in Atlanta. That'll have to do for today. Triple shooting. Let's see. Speaking of dark folks, how about Wesley Snipes? That is one black son of a bitch, it says. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, He is that? Well, he's dark. There are some black folks like Malcolm. Like, uh, what's his name? Shamar Moore. Yes. Who's back on that show? I don't watch that show, The Young and the Horny, but it's on like right before the news on Global at uh, 530 every day. So I see the ass end of that show in the last couple of minutes. And Malcolm is back. Only well, now he's got the uh, the cornrows. Oh, that's
7: Lovely. I don't know
1: what. Huh? Yeah. I don't know what I, bothers me more, dreadlocks or cornrows. Huh? Well, similar. No, well, no, similar but not a match. And the board goes mm-hmm. back. And even worse than that is ponytails. I am just not a ponytail kind of guy. Just uh, leaves me limp. Me, you know, it's like uh, George Carlin. I mean, George Carlin can get away with it because he's a '60s kind of guy. Yeah, you know, well,
9: he lost that twen- twenty years ago.
1: No, but I'm saying he could get away with it because it, it matched his uh, whole ambiance. But there's some people now, like like Woody Graber, for example, what does he need a ponytail for? Even your buddy Jeff Cohn, who used to be my friend, even he uh, g- knocked his off, and a ponytail, too. Remember those days when we were good mm-hmm. buddies with him? Sure. sure. But then uh, your buddy Skippy got involved, and then Rimmer got opened up a big mouth, bop, 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 yeah. There's nothing worse than people with a big mouth, you know? Stirring the pot, smoking it's one thing, stirring it's another thing. Oh, and here's an idea for a future poll. Let's see, your favorite, uh... oh, that's a good one. We have done that, but not in a long time. Favorite drop-in, like... Bah. Okay, let me put that in my pile poll, and thank you so very much, whoever that was. We got Clint Howard. We got Gary Busey. Yeah. In case you're tuned in late, we've got a very important poll today. Who's your favorite actor or actress who made it big in spite of being (laughs) ugly, really ugly? What's all that chaos there in Atlanta? The
11: man he has ever encountered... Uh, he described the court, clerk, the court clerk, who was also involved, the court reporter, uh, as baking cookies and brownies for the jurors, a very special woman. In fact, uh, they brought her a thank-you card today because today was expected to be the last day of the trial. Uh, in describing Mr. Nichols, they said that... Uh, Brian
1: Nichols, 34 6, 1, 2, 10, big big, uh, dark guy, blue away to judge and uh, two other guys, or three other people, uh, fighting for their lives. Because uh, crazy people with guns, that's what it's all about. Although he did take the deputy's gun, in all fairness. Let's see. Here's the facts from Louie in Chattanooga, Tennessee, listening online. Thank God for Louie and all the other people listening online. You know we get over a 1,000 people listening online every day? Did you know that? Yeah. yeah. Right before the election, we had over 2,000 a day. But now it would be like 1,200, 1,300 every day. It's pretty good. And if anybody knew about the show, we'd have a zillion people listening online. of course, once we get on serious and I'm serious about that, then we'll have like thousands and thousands of people listening all over North America. And they'll be saying, what the hell is this all about? What kind of crap is this man peddling? I don't know. What good fortune for those in power that people do not think. That's a quote from Adolf Hitler. These are some scary, scary days, says Louis. And, Louis, I'm going to tell you why it's really scary. Not only because of the kind of thing that you wrote there and because we're reliving it all over again. Because this time, the public just isn't give a crap. Although, I'll say that during the Hitler era, it was the same thing. During WW2, the only people that, when they started caring is when the bombs started falling in their backyard. Then they started getting real nervous. Other than that, they knew what was going on over there. They just didn't give a crap. You know, as long as it was somebody else, who cares? Maybe those people needed a good shower anyway, right? Time to clean up their act. So anyway, the poll today, I just got through saying that. Did I read it? No. No. Your favorite actor, actress made it big uh, in spite of being ugly. Charles Bronson, 78. Humphrey Bogart, 54. Steve Buscemi's got 45, which he's doing extraordinarily well. Danny DeVito, 22. Barbara Streisand, 19, although we did love Danny DeVito in Cuckoo's Nest. Yes. Mr. Mancini. Uh, Barbara Streisand, 19. James James Cagney, 14, who never did say. What is it he's supposed to have said? You dirty rat. Oh, you dirty rat. Never said that? Never. And also, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 What's his name? Humphrey Bogart. No, not Humphrey Bogart. What's his name? Uh, Never said Judy, Judy, Judy. What's his name? Terry Grant. Terry Grant, right. Uh, James Cagney, 14. Kathy Bates, 11. Dick Van Dyke, 11. Ed Asner, 11, Bette Midler, 10, Peter Lorre, 9, Boris Karloff, 7, Bela Lugosi, 7. And for both of those guys, Karloff and Lugosi, wasn't it uh, fortuitous that they were ugly and looked very bizarre? Like monstrous, even before the makeup went on. That's what uh, made all that money for them. Rhea Perlman, 3, Fred Gwynn, 2, Clint Howard, 1. None yet, they just went on there, and I love the way we're spelling Gary Busy. Gary, is Gary Busy? Well, give him a call and see if he's got a couple minutes for us. Gary Busey, B-U-S-E-Y, what is with you, child? (laughs) Like he cares. Well, maybe he doesn't care. Maybe that's the problem. No, I do. I'll I'll fix that right now. No, you don't. Why don't you admit it you don't care? Why don't you just admit it? Be honest once in your (laughs) life. You're a slacker. (laughs) We We like you because you don't care, okay? You fit right in with QAM. No, but I do. Like our sales department. They don't care. They want me not to care. I'm not capable of not caring. That's my biggest... That's my biggest personal failing is I have the inability to fit into QAM because I refuse not to care, like our sales manager who's a real slacker. If you look up Slacker in the next year, you see his picture next to it. There he is. What's his name? Clint, Clint, uh, what's his name? Clint Howard. Whatever his name is. Sounds like you need therapy. What is his name? I you know I forgot the sales manager Curtis Curtis it is. see uh, you're really off your feed today yeah, the other day you came up with one from uh, from uh, I don't know the bowels of your existence uh, some name and now oh, today like a... easy ones I have to keep yeah Larry Justice wow 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 that was uh, shocking how many minutes did he work at IOD about thirty man half an hour he worked there and this guy remembers him well he's uh, not uh, you know I never met him. I met him once came in. His claim to fame was about 100 years ago he worked at WBZ. And then, don't call me old, but 100 years ago I worked at WBZ. Well, if it was 100 years ago, Larry, you must be an old coot. And like you said, he wasn't even as old as I was. And when they axed him, he filed these lawsuits for age discrimination. (laughs) Oh, God. Give me a break, Larry. The fact of the matter is, you sucked on the air. That's why they fired you. Just uh, one of those things. 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon and singular wireless lines on a very singular Friday. I just, I have to admit, that's my biggest failing, is that I just uh, can't stop caring. And, I, and I, you know, and that's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. It'll be the death of you. If I could, you're right. If I could just be as indifferent as these bastards here, Curtis and that whole sales department already talk about slackers, man. Talk about people that, they don't want the lazy way out. They just uh, don't want to do, n- even whatever is 10 steps below lazy, that's our crowd. Oh, copy? Oh, just cash the check. You know, Berkeley, next time you come in there, you nasty, smelly bitch, you just wait till you hear the reception you're going to get from me. In fact, when I'm down there, very soon, as a matter of fact, I'll be there for a week doing some shows. I just can't wait to see Berkeley again. So I can uh, go after, right after her, up and down the hall with that machete we got sitting there. Might as well get some use. Man. You have got some uh, some excuse for not doing your job, okay? It's real easy when some bogus agency, and believe me, like I've told you for years, everybody in South Florida's got their own agency. Even Todd Drex got an agency. Oh, yeah. So instead of writing copy, what they do is they take some uh, piece of paper that was sent to fax to them or emailed to them by some quote-unquote agency, and then they give it to us. Here, make magic with this. Wipe your ass with this, you know, which you might as well. And that's it. And if you say, well, after weeks and weeks and months and months, how about some copy change? How about something new and different and exciting that might uh, motivate somebody to go out and subsidize our clients and give them some business and make it worth their uh, effort advertising on QAM?
6: Ah, Just (sighs) take the check to
1: the bank. Just
6: cash the check.
1: (laughs) Berkeley, you are the epitome of what's wrong with WQAM. You are as indifferent as the day is long. You are a sad case, honey. Let me tell you right now. 5670560, you know the rest. WQAM, hello.
2: Hello, Neil.
1: Yes.
3: How you doing? Okay. i got a name for your poll.
1: Uh-huh. How
3: about uh, James Woods?
1: Oh, God, what a perfect choice. That is outstanding. Oh, God. Man, what a zit head. All right, thanks, man. Thanks a lot, Polly. That's a good one, James Woods. How could we have forgotten about that? Easily. Why? Why is that? Because I can't stand it. I know that, but that's one of the reasons we should have thought about it, because this is not a complimentary poll. This is a, Although, there's some of these people we like a lot, they just happen to be ugly, which some of us can't help that, you know? We just were, you know, born of ugly parents. You had some bad genes. Now, in my case, I had two ugly parents, but the uh, difference being that they both lived to 90-plus. Uh, so, on the one hand, I might there be around have. a long time, although I doubt it. I might be, but on the other hand, I just, uh, unfortunately. Well, as soon as you learn how to not care, you might be. About what? No, I, I really don't care about that. Okay. I don't care about that. I do. I do just fine. I fumble my way through life just fine. Believe me. Trust me. Take my word for it. In spite of it, which is uh, pretty miraculous. But when you have a bubbling, effervescent personality like I do, <laughs> it just uh, compensates for a lot of things. Cat shoots owner. Here's a great story. Speaking of, even the cats, are shooting it up now. We had the two headed cat yesterday. This is in Bates Township, Michigan. I have no idea where that is, but I'd sure like to know. I haven't lived in Michigan for 12 years. In Marshall and Albion and Detroit and uh, Sturgis. Sturgis, Michigan. There's a place you want to avoid at all costs, although they got a great restaurant with good clam chowder there. Oh, man. Don't you love good New England clam chowder? Yes, I do. Mm. It's in a hotel, and I can't think of what it was. Sturgis, Michigan. It's right across the Indiana border there. I lived in Howe, uh, Indiana. Howe? Chiefly. Oh. Bates Township, Michigan. A man cooking in his kitchen was shot after one of his cats knocked his 9mm handgun onto the floor, discharging the weapon. Michigan State Police said Beware those Michigan State Police, man. Joseph Stanton, 29, of Bates Township in in Iron County, I have no idea where that is, was shot in his lower torso around 6 p.m. Tuesday. The state police post in Iron River reported he was transported to Iron County Community Hospital. Now, what was the beer that uh, they used to advertise on the Pirates games in Pittsburgh, that big beer in uh, western Pennsylvania, Iron Iron uh, City? Is that it, Iron City? Yeah. Remember that? No, you don't. It's before you were born. Bob Prince and Jim Woods on the uh, Pirates games. Iron City, they advertise all the Pittsburgh. Anyway, that's big there. How do you know that? Well, I know the beer. Oh. Oh, you know your beer, Mr. I'll tell you that. I wish he never drank, though, half gallons of Meisterbrow, though, like I did when I was in Michigan State. Yeah, I did. That's the way to do it. I used to love Meisterbrau, Not mm-hmm. of the can. Michelle Sand, no, out of a big bottle, half Hello. gallons. Not a Michelle Sand, a spokeswoman at the Iron River Hospital, said Stanton was treated there before being transferred to Marquette General Hospital for further treatment. But Marcy Miller, a representative of the Marquette facility, said there was no record of the hospital receiving a patient by that name, yada, yada. So the cat shot the guy kind of like I mean, in a very uh, bizarre way. But I guess if a cat shoots you, it would probably be in a bizarre way, wouldn't it? Probably. Wouldn't you think? Don't forget, we got Mo Howard david uh, at two o'clock this afternoon. Bella Lagosi will be his guest at two forty-five. You are listening you are to Neil Rogers on five hundred and sixty
5: Q A M. This is the Neil Rogers show. <laughs>
0: this is your brain.
10: Any questions? No. All the world loves the clouds. So this April Fool's Day, this radio station is going to make a fool out of you. That's right. We're going to turn you into a laughing ah, This <laughs> be the tenth caller when you hear this sound. <laughs> and we'll yank your pants down around your ankles, tie your hands behind your head, paint a smiley face on your butt cheeks, and lock you out of your house. You'll be the center of attention in no time. Remember, they're not laughing at you. They're laughing with you. With you and your butt cheeks. See
7: you,
5: see Employees of this radio station are not eligible to be made fools of since they've already done quite a good job making fools of themselves every day on the air. Employees who nevertheless wish to drop the pants in public are encouraged to do so after leaving the station party. Ho, oh,
10: oh, ho, oh.
1: Be an April Fool. Keep listening for your chance to win. It's 1101 at 560 WQM. Don't tell me. Oh, for a second there, I got scared with that uh, website. Just uh, crapped out for a half a second. Jerry in Vanita Springs says, I realize the polls for your favorite actor that made it despite their looks, but I'm afraid these guys may not make the poll. I see. Well, why not? How can you say that? All three of the people he's got listed here are people who were outstanding actors, and a lot of people, I'm sure, like them a lot. Like Lee J. Cobb. I would change my vote, as a matter of fact, if I could, which I can't. I love Lee J. Cobb. He was a very Mm -hmm. craggy, ugly-looking guy. But he was a great, great actor. Great. Not good. Great. Steve McQueen. Steve Uh, McQueen wasn't ugly. No, he got old, but that happened to everybody. No, but Steve McQueen was not ugly. Uh, Jerry, you're a little off your feet. And James Coburn. Definitely. Uh huh? that
9: long. Uh, James Coburn broke. wasn't
1: ugly. He was uh, kind of a distinguished-looking guy in his day. But Lee J. Cobb is right. He was a ugly guy. He was a very craggy-faced. Yeah. So one out of three ain't bad. That's 333. Even Petey Rose didn't hit that. Even p- little Petey Rose. Well, here's a fact that says, let's uh, lest anyone forget if a more graphic example of the similarity of Brits and Germans... Oh, yeah, the Brits and the Nazis, same people. It was the British that invented the concept. And, of course, uh, George Herbert Walker, or Prescott Bush, that whole Bush family, Nazis... It was the British who invented the concentration camp. They would round up Afrikaners during the Boer War at the turn of the last century. They would gather the Boer fighters' families, the Africans, and sympathizers and place them conveniently in one place. The Germans, and to a lesser extent, the U.S. perfected this action during WW2. Well, how do you like that? In fact, I think it was an American show it was called Concentration with Hugh Downs and Art James later on. Yeah, and the board goes back. 5670560. Oh, well they're sure making quite a to do. One of the uh, the court reporters died, too, so now it's two dead in Atlanta.
11: Is, uh, they are still searching for uh, Brian Nichols. There is still um, Oh, I
1: thought they had him. They're still looking for him.
11: Courthouse, and uh, still uh, 50 to 100 or so uh, gathered here.
1: Well, just the... look for a tall, dangerous-looking dark guy. That would be real easy to find in Atlanta. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon. Ever been to Atlanta? Yeah, nah. been through there. Don't waste your time. Never lingered. No. Much ado about nothing. Much ado about nothing. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir.
4: I want for your poll. I just tuned in. Go ahead. Uh, Jimmy Durante.
1: inka dink a Oh, he was as ugly. His face could okay. stop a clock, could stop Big Ben. Ooh. Thanks, Thanks Cal. Okay. Bye. Jimmy Durante. inka dink do. doo I mean, <laughs> yeah. I wonder how much I got that. Yeah, I think I do. Not that I want to stall around here with these uh, themes. I love so that theme the themes, huh? Sure. I think everybody likes that. Even this audience, it's very difficult to please. Oh, you just got through doing it. Well, I'm not doing it again, but... Uh, oh, don't tell me it's not on here, the Jimmy Durante show. There's the Danny Thomas show and the Ernie Kovac show. Uh, Danny Thomas is real ugly, too, but nobody knows who that is anymore. So, mm-hmm. But Jimmy Durante, even though he was on a zillion years ago, I think it, pretty much everybody knows Jimmy Durante, because who else would say, "Ain't right? Boca Bryant, yeah, Vilka Bryan would say that. Often does. What's that one bit that he's got about uh, Inky Dinky? <laughs> oh. He does stuff that I don't know if anybody appreciates, but he does stuff like it's uh, just it's just amazing. Like that last bit we were playing only moments before about adenoid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> who Yeah, Who else has got a warped enough mind to come up with something like that? Besides Delray Dan. I mean Vilka Bryan. It was, thank God we stole that from Apollo, you know, with that idea of having some uh, guy with a local yeah. uh, nickname making up the bits. hmm Kind of like a J-America. WQAM, hello.
2: Neil.
1: Yes, sir.
8: Great show, man. Hey, I got yes, a couple it is. of...
1: I like it yes, a lot. It Go ahead.
8: <laughs> I got a couple of people to add to the poll. Go right um, ahead.
1: Take your time. Don't be in a rush.
8: Mini Driver.
1: Oh, mini Driver. She could drive me crazy. Uh,
8: Jet Lee. I don't know how, how he can ever... I don't know how he can even be on the screen. I He's horrible. He horrible knows man. Kung Fu. And, oh, true. And
1: Donald Sutherland. Oh, yeah, he's go. real the ugly. You're right. That's a good one. I has kids ugly, really too. Okay. Kiefer. You Kiefer. Kiefer. I don't like either one of them. Although I saw Kiefer Sutherland in a movie that was pretty good. I just don't know what it was. I talked about it a few weeks ago. So It was okay. Right. Did you get that movie yet With uh, that I just got through telling you about, whatever the hell it was, and I forgot already? No. no. You didn't get it? What's that movie I was just telling you about uh, the other day? I don't know. With the Tom Beringer. Am I going to have to go on the other yeah. one and get the DVD during the break? Oh, jeez. Uh-huh. Uh,
2: oh, here's Kitty Carlisle. Is that What's My Line?
1: Yeah. Oh, What's My Line with the uh, John Charles Daly and Kitty Carlisle and uh, Poopy Campo and uh, Soupy Sales. Five six seven oh five sixty. See, it's one good thing about being old is you're, you know the bad thing about it is that the uh, the grim reaper is the grim Rag reaper is waiting any second to take your ass away and stick you in that ugly box. But the a good thing is you know all of this crap that all these punks don't know anything about. The only problem is they really don't want to know. They just look at you and say, oh geez, what an old fuddy duddy living in the past. And of course we don't really care because we realize how limited their life experience is, even though they are getting a lot of action. Five six seven like uh, like Josh there. He doesn't know any of these people we're talking about. You know Jimmy Durante. Not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you recognize him on the screen if uh, they put his nose on there? I mean, or the rest of them. No. no. Oh, see. So you have no idea what uh, that's all about. ink and do uh, Mrs. Calabash. Good night, wherever you are. You know what that is. No. Believe me, you missed nothing. WQAM. Hello.
3: I'm Aunt Charlene from the Mad Dog Show.
1: <laughs> what is that? What is that? WQAM. Hello.
3: I'm dying over here.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it. That sounded like him too. Was that Don? I'm dying over here. That was Don, although we know that that guy actually did die. So, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, we might think it would be him. I'm
3: dying
11: over here. That was
1: a very, very good imitation, I would say, wasn't it? Yeah, it was alright. That was either uh, the original's clone or it was Al Pacino. One of the other. Coming okay. to QAM. Hello. Hi Neil. How
11: are you? Pretty good. That's good. Um, I I'm just got back in the car. Edward James almost.
1: Oh, almost uh, enough to make me drive off the road.
11: Yes, I agree. He's uh, like no. a,
1: He's like a slightly darker uh, James Woods.
11: Yeah. Um, and the second thing is, I, I meant to call you back in the game of February. We were in Toronto, and we were at Eaton Center and on Yonge Street, and I was thinking about you, and I just never could arrange it because we were up there for job interviews.
1: Right. Never could arrange what? I,
11: um, say that one more time. I it.
1: You said you never could arrange it. Arrange what? Well,
11: I couldn't reach you because our interviews were going on the same time the show was going. Right. And so I, I couldn't take time out from the interviews to get a job. I love you. You're very important, but the jobs were more important. Man,
1: no question about it.
11: And we are out of our out of here, out of South Florida on I think it's August 5th, or July 15th, and we're not coming back. Where are you going? Uh, you promise you're gonna you're gonna rag on me. I already know that. Go we're ahead. teachers, and we're going to Alexandria, Egypt for two years, and then we're headed to Europe.
2: So what's
3: wrong?
11: why would I laugh at you with that? I don't know. Every time I say Egypt, people's faces fall. Well, and I think they think are involved in
1: some kind of a pyramid scam, if you say that.
11: Well, this this is true, and we will be seeing the pyramids, but it won't be a scam. It will be legit, and they're giving us housing. It's a great deal, great opportunity wh- for the family. And
1: where are you going to be in Europe?
11: We're thinking um, any one of the former communist countries, Budapest, Prague,
1: um,
11: eventually hitting Italy to teach, and then we're probably going to wind up in either... Prince Edward Island,
1: or Toronto to live for good. All right. Excellent choices all the way around. Good luck, eh?
11: You too. Take
1: care, yeah. of Neil. All right, about bye. that? There's a lady with her head on straight. I can't believe it. That sounded uh, very inviting, you mm-hmm. know? It's Prague invited. and Budapest, you know, they're very close together. And uh, as a matter of fact, next year, that's on my itinerary, one of my big European vacations. If I live that long, if I'm still around, if I don't succumb to the Greg Reed disease, I'm definitely uh, hitting Prague and Budapest. Budapest is becoming like a wild, uh, hysterical, uh, kind of like Amsterdam-like city. You'll you have to let that? us know. Well, course, to show you, once you remove the shackles from some of those people, they just go, you know, like that. Bah. Unlike South Florida, where they just, uh, you know, there's like just the something in the air, man. Like uh, Thunderclap Newman said, there's something in the air. It's those old folks and the old Jews and the old Cubans. They don't want you to enjoy your life. They want you to be as miserable as they are, full of hate and despair. And it's just, uh, it's an unfortunate thing, because there are a lot of nice people there, but uh, they generally, like this lady, she was a sweetheart, and she's getting out. When in doubt, get the hell out. Oh! Yeah. That's our motto. If you're in South Florida, when in doubt, get out before it's too late. Before you become one of them. Like, like uh speaking of Donald Sutherland, like the body snatchers, he yeah. became one of them. Yeah, at the end of the movie. That's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> That's been on a lot lately. I have no idea why. On Scream TV. I wonder what's on Scream TV right now. I don't know. Check it out. The day Mars, inv- the day Mars invaded Earth. That was yesterday. Ooh. Boy. Boy. <laughs> I wonder what year this movie was. was an old United <laughs> Jet. 1962. Anyway, there's a little something for you here on the Driving Movie Channel. Here's Vengeance, starring Bird Holland and Tiger Joe Marsh. I wonder if he was kin to Joe Marsh Jr. You think? Oh, I just love all these channels on my digital cable, but I don't want to get into that because that'll get somebody we know very upset, probably Todd Dreck, and we wouldn't want to get him upset. Now, what thought was the name of the movie with um, Tom Berenger again? Please. I don't know. You never found it. Well, I don't want to forget it. I just got through watching it a couple of days ago. It was was very good. It was about uh, the guy that has the car accident and he loses his memory and um, all these twists and turns and uh, tries to figure out what it's all about. And his wife. I don't want to tell you the ending. It's worth seeing. During the break, I'll go and check it out for you. Anyway, our poll today: your favorite actor or actress who made it big in spite of being ugly. And there are a lot of, uh, now Now that we're making this list, you come to realize there are tons of these guys. See, it used to be the idea that, well, unless you're a real sexpot, unless you're a real hot-looking uh, babe or some really uh, classy-looking guy like Cary Grant, you know, or Marlon Brando, you had no chance. But guess what? So far, Charles Bronson, 89. Steve Bushimi's moving into a second-place tie with Humphrey Bogart, 64. And, of course, the, the, the age factor there, see, will help Steve out a lot. Right. Because right. who the hell knows Humphrey Bogart? Some and the old Fargo was on again last night. Oh, was it really? Yeah, I watched it again. Oh, huh. It was on what? Uh, Showtime, HBO, Cinemax, one of those. Who knows? Huh? It ended the same way. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny-looking. <laughs> I was stalling around <laughs> looking for that. Uh, let's see. Danny DeVito, 36. Barbara Streisand, 25. Kathy Bates and James Cagney, 14. Same person. Ed Asner, 14. Dick Van Dyke, 11. I'll just do the double digits. And Bette Midler's got 10. Ugly people who made it big. So it goes to show you, because most of you, let's face it, most of us are either ugly or like, uh, you know, uh, fairly uh, nondescript. Like George is like uh, nondescript, right. like Medi- mediocre. Right. He like he don't look good, he don't look bad. He's just uh, he's just there. You yeah, know, right. Which a lot of people in the building aren't too happy. Yeah, you're generic, a generic human being. Now in Josh's case, he used to look good until he got in that picture on a, a website. Now he's starting to look a little uh, beat up and disheveled. It's probably this show did it to him. He used to look a little bit better, not great, but you know. Yeah, I've been stressed since I've been on the show. No, the stress from that place will absolutely do. In fact, by the end of this year, you'll probably look like uh, Gabby Hayes. Listening to Neil Rogers. Correct.
3: I think this new government might be a waste of time. thinks things happen, fix things up. Out of his mind, yeah There'll still be chaos over there There'll still be bullets in your
8: hair I don't want to hear from Bush That he's restoring peace How will we know it's deceit?
6: Don't get With that new democracy I guess we'll know
2: it's deceited!
6: do
8: you see more Mickey D's. McDonald's.
4: to be happy and to be feeling carefree because President Saddam Hussein has defeated the infidel Clinton and the satanic America while causing great embarrassment to the covetous and inflicting great pain on our enemies during the recent UN inspection scandal. Ha! This is why, my fellow Iraqi citizens, I've got McDonald's is to be celebrating most strenuously this weekend. Yes! Yes! Automatic weapons have to be fired into the air without regard for human safety as you enter the Black McDonald's. Bring what remains of your family to be meeting Ronald Mohammed at the door. Do not be
3: forgetting, and do today, I am to be chopping off the hands of the hamburger. Oh,
4: you are to be sending the fruit of your loins to play in the kitty bunker, as you choose from a most tempting menu that includes Big Macs with secret scud sauce, fishman boom sandwiches, porter pounder with views, not to be forgetting our famous flies. <laughs> yes, my fellow
7: Iraqi citizens, we are to be sharing... Celebrating our wondrous leader Saddam Hussein's
4: victory over the soulless funds of the United Nations. And eat this weekend at the Vagta McDonald's. A portion of proceeds will be given to our great leader Saddam Hussein's most secretive researching program to be building weapons of mass destruction.
1: 1119 at 560 WQM. Uh, see, I knew the name of the movie began with an SH, the Tom Berenger flick. Okay, shattered. But I don't want to say it. Yeah, shattered. Very good. If I would had given you a few more letters, it might have helped, too. Uh, here's a fact that's got three very good choices for the poll. I say a three for three on this one. Dustin Hoffman. I mean, ugly doesn't even begin to um, you know. In Rain Man, he didn't have to like uh, no makeup. You know what I mean? Right. And I love Dustin Hoffman. It's not a shot, mm-hmm. but it's just that uh, he's a very ugly guy. Got a nose that's like not only gigantic and strange, but like off where most people's cheek is. You know? Did you ever see Marathon Man? A uh, hundred years ago. Yeah. Okay. Why? Oh, because it was good, and we have a drop. And what's is that? Is it safe? Look, <laughs> uh, oh, I Oh, I thought you were going to play uh, that other one. <laughs> Take the chocolate! Oh, yeah. Well, we can't play too much of that. <laughs> oh, you fairy. Anyway, <laughs> Dustin Hoffman, uh, Woody Allen. Boy, yeah. ugly doesn't. You know something? Ugly is uh, an understatement. I mean, just, I don't know what word to use to describe the looks of that thing. He makes me look lovely. And Abe Vagoda. Who, as much as we love Abe Vigoda, he's still alive, right? Yes. yes. But he was probably an ugly baby. And uh, in spite of what some people say, there are—I think most babies are ugly, to be honest with you. I mean, most people, oh, coochie coochie coochie. But if you look at most babies, yeah. uh, they're, they're ugly. Their heads are all right. They haven't formed uh, any like facial features. I mean, they're just ugly and they smell bad. But anyway, Abe Vigoda, we'll put on there. We can't get him off the hook, even for old times' sake. Sorry, fish. And of course, uh, he sleeps with the fishes now. Here's a foul. Gene Rogers says, hate to be a chronic. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. And how come I played that one and we never even got, I never thought about, boy, are we slow or what? All of us, all three of us. I played Marty Feldman, Eyes. Right. And we never played a- a- Marty, Feldman while
7: it was Marty
1: Feldman. Marty Feldman well, makes Woody Allen mm-hmm. look like uh, Brad Pitt. I mean, good God. Marty Feldman. Gene Wilder. And we like Gene Wilder a lot, too. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Wood Allen, says uh, Gene Rogers. Can't say Wood no more on the air. Says, remember, our chronics are always listening. Yeah, that's the problem, Gene. Just like I wish you would have told me that was uh, Casino Stan the ah, first moment you heard his voice. Figured that, um, and, and I did know it was him the first moment. Oh. I told Josh, I said, "Watch Neil go nuts as soon as he figures it out." Oh,
4: and, uh, and you know,
1: Hank, Stan. Hank walked in to say that uh, he'd called on his show too. Oh no, and I hope Hank gave him the same warm reception that I did once he knew who it was. I mean, just go away. I mean, talk about a one-dimensional person. A just driven, obsessed. We don't need your help. We don't need your interference. Dick Feinberg over there at Pompano Park is doing just fine without your assistance, okay? With your craggy uh, hands, his uh, soap uh, dish hands. That's the one thing I remember about him. Something about his skin, like he was like on that uh, The Invasion from Mars uh, ship. Wow. Leathery. You're out of this world, say. He's like, his uh, whole body is as leathery as Petey Lenny's face. Steve says, one for your poll, Richard Keel. Uh. The character Jaws from the Bond films. Well I'm thinking okay. of Howard Keel from Showboat. Richard Keel, is that yeah, his name? Tall guy. Oh, really I'm tall. thinking of Richard Kiley. And really ugly. Another faithful Internet listener, Steve, who doesn't tell us where he is. Hey, Steve, we'd be nice to know where the hell you were, Steve, but he didn't bother telling us. Well, maybe he'll fax back, or maybe not. See, I like that when they tell us where they are. Not that it makes all that much difference, but it makes you, makes you feel like you're reaching your tentacles and testicles out a little bit. You know, like, oh, yeah, look at that. Somebody over there in Chattanooga is listening. Somebody up there in Ooh. Portland, Maine. Somebody in Portland, Oregon. Somebody in Ypsilanti. Somebody in uh, Two Egg, wouldn't that be great? I think we need to take out a half page ad in USA Today and get a lot more people on our website, a lot more people listening online. Just stir the pot a little bit, just to aggravate a bunch of people, right? Not going to make us any more money, but just just to aggravate some people. Oh my God, we got somebody on the net listening in uh, Topeka, you know, like that, or Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Yeah, that'd be good. Or like in uh, in Bay City. But if Let's I play the Bay I City role, to, is what you say, not? What? I'll go to Coeur d'Alene with a sandwich board. Oh, there you go. That lady sounded like she had a pretty good itinerary. I could have skipped the Egypt part, but after that. WQAM, hello.
3: Oh, speaking of the
1: hatred. Yeah, uh-huh. WQAM, hello.
3: Yeah, Neil. Uh, what's his name that plays Cannon?
1: Oh, yeah, William Conrad. You got it. Good choice. Thank you. I love William Conrad, but he sure was ugly, fat and ugly, with a very un, uh, uneven mustache, you know. Very right? good. Bald. You know, I'll tell you one thing. It's always, see, Reverend Jones and some of you other idiots out there, which, you know, there's four or five who need to be put in an oven immediately, if not sooner. It's always really a good idea. Ah, the start of the call, ah, you know, like that. Ah, Ah, yeah. That's always just a little bit of a tip-off, even a moron sitting here, which I often am. uh, You know. It's just, it's so, there are no words to describe it. Just wasting space, wasting oxygen that some worthwhile creature could be inhaling. Could be living, feeding off of. Wow, it's real good. Uh, and by the way, anybody who is listening on the net, uh, wherever you are around the country, around the world, just kiss the ground wherever you are that you're not in Florida. Kiss the, kiss it right now, like Bill Clinton would say, kiss it. WQAM, hello.
11: What's up? Yes, sir. How you doing? Pretty good, Neil. How about Christopher Walken?
1: Oh God, yeah. He That's must be going to go into my walk-in closet and never come out. Thanks a lot, pal. Excellent. All chat. right,
2: you too, buddy. See
1: ya. Christopher Walken, man, he is gruesome, grotesque you. So many ugly people in so little time. Makes us feel better, all the rest of us ugly people. I mean, look at all these grotesque people. And I guarantee you, if they had the choice, because, see, all these ugly uh, stars, these celebrities, just because they're ugly don't mean they're not getting a lot, you know? Because they're celebrities, they're superstars, you know? So, therefore, they're getting all kinds of action. As opposed to some real good-looking people who, number one, don't even realize that they look good, and number two, they couldn't get laid in the French whorehouse. I've never been able to figure that out, because every now and then you'll see somebody and you'll think, boy, they could have anybody in the world they wanted, you know, anything, anything Mm -hmm. that moves, even things that are stationary, like light up lamp poles and trees and fire hydrants, but uh, come to find out that uh, they just don't realize that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no confidence. Well,
12: here we go. What do we
1: got? What? It's good. Good for us, the rest of us. Oh, absolutely correct. That is right. You, I've got your thumb right on that, baby. Now, let's see, the courthouse shooting three dead now and one wounded Reporter who was in Atlanta live, is doing fine, hopefully, to get out of the hospital. Judge, court reporter and it. deputy killed, not the deputy, shot the I courthouse, think. he's still alive, but how long that will remain, uh, yeah, we don't know. Maybe if we could take some of the oxygen that uh, they're wasting up there, Reverend Jones and his boyfriend, and shift it up there to Atlanta, maybe they could uh, live off of that for a while. Very, very sad, the space that these cretins are taking up. Ninety-three, say Charles Bronson. He's going to be tough to catch, although Steve Buscemi is moving into a respectable second with 71. Humphrey Bogart, 67. Danny DeVito, 42. Barbara Streisand, 28. Kathy Bates, 15. Jimmy Cagney, 14. Ed Asner, 14. Dick Van Dyke has got 11. I don't think he'd do all that well. Ben Midler, 10. Peter Lorre, 9. Boris Karloff, 9. Wesley Snipes has gotten 7. Betty Davis, 7. Bela 7. Clint Howard, 5. Fred Gwynn, 5. Rhea Perlman, 5. Edward James almost makes me go to the bowl, 4. Gary Busey, four, spelled correctly now. Mini Driver, two. James Woods has got a pair of zits. Woody Allen, one. Jet Lee has got one. And what else? Christopher Walken, don't have any. William Conrad, none. Richard Keel, Marty Feldman, Gene Wilder, Ed Bogota, Edward James Almost, who's on there twice. Uh, Donald Sutherland, Jimmy Durante, Lee J. Cobb have got the big. Oh! Because these, do you think these, this audience knows who Lee J. Cobb is? No. no. They didn't see The Exorcist? Yeah, but they don't know him by name. What was his name? Captain, uh, Morgan. No, seriously, what was his name in the movie? He had a name. I don't know, the Father police Karen? detective. Answer oh, the always. question, Father Paranoia. I forget his name. Uh-huh. 28 past 11, we got Mo at 2 this afternoon. He's going to... Christopher Walken will be most guest at 3.15. You're listening
5: to Meet Me for Neil Rogers.
3: It's Friday, you bastards.
10: It's late at night, you're fast asleep, and a shadowy figure is about to break into your home. But you're protected! Ow, 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 ow,
3: yes, it's the James Brown Home Security Alarm. Oh, oh, yeah. The hardest working alarm in the safety business. Oh,
2: oh, oh, oh,
3: yeah. Designed by the godfather of home protection himself. Oh, oh, oh. The James Brown alarm protects you from burglars, beep. vandals, peeping toss. Uh. And if you act now, we'll include at no extra cost the patented James Brown Hot Pants Fire Alarm. Ow. Ow.
2: Ow.
3: So put the sole patrol on your keyhole. Ah. With the James Brown Home Security System. Ah. You'll
1: say, I feel good. On your one hole, it's 1132 at 560 WQAM. Morgan Freeman, somebody and says his butt ass ugly.
2: Uh, Is that ugly?
1: Oh, Whatever, yeah. What? I mean, he's ugly, but he, like, you know. And Willem Dafoe looks like a gargoyle. Yeah, well, I certainly go along with that. He does. Absolutely. definitely he does. Does. Now, here's the facts, is that restating the obvious, we promoted all day yesterday that Moe was going to have Bruce Willis on at 2.30 because Moe's daughter works for Miramax, and they were plugging the new Bruce Willis movie, and yada, yada, yada. So here's the fact that says, hey, Neil, I don't know if you heard, but the Mo man had Bruce Willis on the show yesterday. No, I didn't hear that. Said he was sucking his ass pretty good. I guess Jay Fiedler got jealous, so Moe's going to have him on today to kiss his ass. P.S. Dade County blows. Restating the obvious, all of those things we're uh, well aware of, Okay. And Jude Feeler is going to be on with Mo this afternoon, who's going to most favorite uh, football team, the Jets. I guess Moe can finally admit that now, now that uh, he's not going to be doing the Dolphins, no, more. And that the man dog. Be. Yeah. Steve says, I live in one of your favorite cities, Nashville, Tennessee. Have a great weekend. And you too, Steve, if it's possible live in Nashville. You've got to love Nashville. <laughs> oh, man. Talk about inbred, man. It is breast by test. It is. I got a good column here by our good friend, my good friend. You don't like Capitol Hill Blue, but I do a lot. It's a good website. <laughs> I was saying that. I have no I don't know how that started, <laughs> but I don't know either. Doug Thompson, the rant. He's the uh, publisher and founder of Capitol Hill Blue, which is a fine website. They don't like uh, Democrats. They don't like Republicans. They just basically don't like crooks. Right. And they don't care a uh, the ass government. they gore. He writes, Prudes Paradise. Hallelujah. Children in 61,000 elementary schools around the U.S. saw the new We Are Family animated video cartoon Thursday. And the world as we know it did not come to an end. No report surfaced of six- and seven-year-olds coming home Thursday night and telling their parents they were gay or denouncing heterosexual lifestyles, as predicted by James Dobson, head of the homophobic Focus on the Family Foundation. In fact, the animated music video that included SpongeBob and many cartoon characters familiar to kids did not reference sexuality at all, even though Dobson and another homophobic right-wing nutcase group, the American Family Foundation, claimed it would in thousands of spam emails to journalistic organizations around the world. When reporters who actually had watched the video asked the American Family Foundation about their unfounded claims, the group backtracked and issued a news statement. While the video itself does not overtly promote homosexuality, it serves as a hook to entice children and teachers to use the website and the materials there, such as a teacher lesson plan, which explicitly promote the homosexual lifestyle. Schmidt. I watched the video produced by the We Are Family Foundation in partnership with the Anti-Defamation League and a dozen or so other organizations. It was a cute little music video using the old disco song We Are Family to say people should learn to get along and live together. Nothing more, nothing less. But the uproar is all too typical of the fear-mongering ignoramuses who control our government and the political agenda in this country and rely on the ignorant louts who follow them. Earlier this year, Education Secretary Margaret Spellings, another tight-ass, puritanical, Bible-thumping appointee from homophobic President George W. Bush, forced the Public Broadcasting Service to yank an episode of its animated series, Postcards from Buster, because the lead character, Buster the Rabbit, visited a same-sex couple in Vermont. Many parents would not want their young children exposed to the lifestyles portrayed in this episode, Spellings wrote in a letter to the president of PBS. The network, which depends on government funding to survive, caved in and pulled the episode of course. Such censorship and repression is business as usual for the Bush administration's jackbooted approach to anything it deems immoral, illegal, or fattening. The Republican Party that controls the White House and Congress is overrun with homophobes, racists, bigots, and prudes, so sexually repressed they couldn't get laid in a whorehouse if somebody else paid in advance, which is probably because most whores wouldn't screw such lowlife for any amount of money. The repression reminds me of a line from George Carlin. Ever notice that a woman who's opposed to abortion is somebody you wouldn't want to F anyway? These people are a blight that threatens any chance of an enlightened society, scabs of a that must be picked if we are to have any chance for survival and progress. In a perfect right-wing world, gays would be committed to mental institutions, blacks would be sent back to Africa, books and movies would be subject to review and censorship before release, and every woman would be a virgin before marriage, and that marriage, of course, could only be to a man. They fantasize about conspiracies from all directions, the media, Hollywood, teachers, even within their own ranks, everyone they feel is out to get them. Such paranoia is often found among control freaks and repressive types who feel they must force everyone else to fall into lockstep compliance with their own narrow views. It's not all that different from repression found in fundamentalist Islamic societies, communism, or Nazi Germany. The conservative fruitcakes are correct about one thing. There is a massive threat to the future of this country. It's a spreading disease that threatens to devour everything that was once good about this nation, a rotting cancer that eats at the flesh of the body politic, and may well turn America into a putrid, decaying corpse of a country. The threat is real, the threat is serious, and the threat comes from themselves, the treasonous right-wing demagogues who have taken over our government. But he's good, you know? Damn good. Damn good. Couldn't get laid in the French whorehouse if somebody else paid in advance. Kind of like Robert Greeper. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, here's a good one. And just uh, recently passed to the other side. He's up there with Johnny. Here's Rodney. Rodney Dangerfield. Bug-eyed Rodney. Boy, they don't come too much uglier than Rodney. Carol O'Connor.
4: Okay. Uh huh. I guess when was he ever not ugly?
1: Yeah. Okay. Carl O'Connor. Uh, Edith Bunker. I think she's got a name. <laughs> Jean Stapleton. Uh, what is her name? Jean Stapleton. Jean Stapleton. Right. I wouldn't have thought of that for some reason. No, no, my, okay. mind, she's my ugly. brain is a little just, you know non. Shattered. My brain is shattered. No, she's not uh, nondescript. Gene Stapleton's a great actress. But she's not ugly. Oh, the guy who played Norton on The Honeymoon is Art Carney. <laughs> but this guy's uh, all over the place. Just a right. little, uh, got some good suggestions here. Uh, Uh, Your favorite actor or actress, and then it says Bush. Uh, Well, he's an actor, all right. Either one. Bad actor, but not for the poll. The Wiccans. I know you're a big Wiccan fan. You know it. Bad news. Uh Uh Uh-oh. The Wiccans can't have a sales tax exemption in Florida because, unlike other religious groups, they don't have a permanent meeting place, and appeals court has ruled. The Wiccan Religious Co-op of Florida sued the Florida Department of Revenue on Halloween 2000. On Halloween, no less. I guess that's appropriate. Mm Mm-hmm. Arguing that it was wrongly denied a tax exemption. The Orlando-based Wiccan group wanted an exemption to sell religious items and publications without having to charge sales tax like other churches. It was originally denied by the Department of Revenue because it didn't have a physical place of worship, one of the qualifications for the exemption. A three-judge panel of the First District Court of Appeals upheld a ruling this week in favor of the state. In a twist, the appeals panel ruled the Wiccans can't legally pursue the case because it's a religious group and would benefit from a tax exemption. (laughs) The ruling raises questions for other religious groups, said Judge Robert T. Benton II, who dissented in part. Does this mean a synagogue cannot question the legality of using public money for a crash in the courthouse if a star of David is installed, he wrote? Yeah, you see. The majority opinion discriminates against organizations because they're religious. This is not in keeping with our traditions, they said. A revenue department spokesman said the agency was pleased the court resolved the case. Attorney Heather Moorcroft said the group is considering whether to ask the appeals court to reconsider or appeal to the Florida Supreme Court. Wiccans follow an earth-based belief system or religion, according to the Wiccan websites. They generally consider themselves to be witches. The co-op had about 250 members statewide in 2000. And every time we do one of those religious polls, we got a bunch of Wiccans out there in this audience. How do you yes, like that do. right now? And I don't know which one we like the best, but they're out there. That, that one. We like that one the best? I uh, think Tabitha from too. Passions, we like her the best. And, yes, uh, what's his name? He was the father. What is his name? What's his name? Whatever his name. The Kemp? No, that's precious. 20 till noon. If I, you better get with your passions a trivia, man, because you sure know no crap. You
5: are listening to Neil right. Rogers exclusively on, on- okay. Got it?
10: give you cash, but we're going to give you a dream vacation. Imagine. Hot I mean. Hostage. it's the vacation of your dream. Just be the tenth caller when you hear this sound. And we'll send a hypnotist to your house to hypnotize you into thinking you went on a really great vacation. It'll be just like being there. You'll enjoy all the sensations of being on your dream vacation. All through the amazing powers of hypnosis. You are getting very sleepy. We'll even do it in your own backyard so you can get a little sun while you're at it. Remember, if you think you're really going somewhere, you're t- Dreaming. This
5: station accepts no responsibility for any after-effects of hypnosis, such as believing yourself to be a chicken and plucking every time you hear a bell ring. In the event that you do end up believing you're a chicken, this station is entitled to all eggs you produce as said chicken.
10: Dream on. Get it? Dream on. Keep listening for your chance to win.
1: 16 to noon at QAM. Under the best-case scenario, slot machines in Broward County would likely raise about $300 million for public schools across the state. The legislature's chief economist told the House Committee yesterday. See, and of course, if they would have passed it, then that $500 million they were talking about, just do the math, it comes right out to that, and the best case. But that number could fluctuate wildly depending on how high a tax legislators slap on the machines, how many slots are allowed in each of Broward's four pair of mutuals, when slots can operate, how many bettors will flock to them, and what type of machines are allowed. The $300 million estimate, about half of what had been anticipated if slots were approved by both Dane and Broward, is based on a 50% tax on 1,700 machines at Gulfstream Park, Hollywood Greyhound, Pompano Harness, and Dane Highlight. Pompano, however, has already suggested installing up to 3,000 machines. Sounds good to me. All right. Including about five or six for me. Amy Baker from the economic arm of the legislature told members of the House Business Regulation Committee that while it might sound attractive to put high taxes on the machines, there comes a point of diminishing returns. Go over 50%, she warned, and some of the venues could find themselves in bankruptcy or just deciding not to participate, to lay out. And despite all the campaigning allowed to votes last November and last Tuesday, Governor Jeb Bush and some House leaders only started suggesting Wednesday... Only the day after it passed is another way to try to subvert the will of the electorate. That the state may want to redefine slots as class two machines, those Airzatz Mickey Mouse machines currently used in travel casinos. Video lottery terminals with that bingo thing, which of course are playing bingo, not real slot machines. You can't suddenly call an alligator or a lizard, said Jim Horn, Former state education commissioner has been the chief spokesman for the Pro Slots campaign. Our side was always very clear on what it means. Bush twice this week has said he doesn't think anything in the constitutional amendment passed by voters last November prohibits the state from limiting Florida slots to only the lower classification of machine. Whether that happens or not remains to be seen, he said yesterday. My position is that here's the best. Here comes the best part from your fat-ass governor. I'm going to underline this. I'm going to frame it. I'm going to staple it to my ass. My position is that I'm against gambling in all forms, but I'm going to let the legislative process work. Yeah, right. Now, this nasty, rotten, fat-ass son of a bitch, he's against gambling in all forms. This is the lottery head. Mm-hmm. This is the Catholic who I'm sure is uh, very much in favor of church bingo, the born-again Catholic. And all of a sudden, he's against gambling in all forms, meaning we've got to shut down all the tracks, all the paramutuals, the Seminoles, of course. We've got to, like, uh, how about another war against the Indians? What do you say? Oh. Huh? Take away their bows and arrows. They never, they never did so. We can all be you know. safe. What a pile of crap. Speculation is growing that Bush, who has stonewalled Florida's Indian tribes in their attempt to establish a gaming compact with the state, is hoping to stave off full-fledged casinos on the state Seminoles and Miccosukee reservations by limiting what the Indians can offer. But Assistant Attorney General John Glogau told a House committee earlier this year that a slot machine is defined as a Class Three machine, a real machine like the ones in Vegas and the ones in Atlantic City and the ones at Woodbine and the ones at uh, Fort Erie and the ones uh, here and there. He suggested that state approval of the Constitutional Amendment that allowed for Tuesday slot referendums gives the Green Light for Indian casinos to seek Las Vegas style slot machines. Either Glogo or Attorney General Charlie Christ, yay, Christ, is expected to appear before the House Business Regulation Committee next week to answer questions about classifications. Oh brother. Just unbelievable, and the worst part of it is that nobody gives a flying crap, okay? That's why Florida's in the condition that it's in right now, at least South Florida. That's why people are keep schlepping to Orlando there to see Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and the same swill they've been peddling for years up there. God, you can't complain about the tourists in South Florida because other than the French Canadians, the frogs, who are coming back because that Canadian dollar, and it's not so much the Canadian dollar is strong, the American dollar has dropped. And by the way, thanks for those low gas prices, Mr. President. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The euro is almost 135. I'm looking at it right now on Report on Business on my cable TV. 135. Whoever heard of such schmidt? Holy rat, fat man. And what about the Canadian dollar? It was like 83 cents yesterday. Boy, that's bad for me. That is so bad. you have any idea how bad? No. Real bad. Oh. How come they're not? Look at the pound is almost two bucks. 193. The English. Oh, 8306, the Canadian dollar. I'm going to shoot myself. Holy crap, Mr. Bush, Mr. Presidente. And if those South Koreans or somebody else decides to start dumping American dollars again, you, the, the party's over. The game is over, man. We're done. When you're living on the rest of the world's money, when you live living in this uh, phony baloney uh, debt, we're, we're, I'm not going to go into it. Because, you know, one thing about the right wingers, there is no dealing with it. It's like talking to a brick. Here's a fax from Rob who says, Long-time listener, recent transplant to Philadelphia from Tampa, originally from Dade County. Thank God I left in 81 moved to Broward. How about Danny Trejo? Who is that? I've never heard of it. T-R-E-J-O. Danny Trejo? Can we even say that anymore? Who is that? I don't know. Josh is Googling it. Are you Googling it? T-R-E-J-O. Danny Trejo. Well, thanks, Bob, from Philadelphia. Look at that. He lives on Allegheny Avenue in Philadelphia. Oh, I'm not giving his address or his last name, so... Thanks, Rob. Mark says Alan Arkin is talented as hell and ugly as F. Okay. And desperately belongs on the poll. Well, you're right about that. Also desperately needs to go to lunch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Go to lunch,
1: George. Go to lunch. Will you go to lunch? <laughs> In conclusion, he said, Oh wait a minute. He says regarding this week's election I encountered numerous people who voted against the slots for the sole reason that it'd be good for South Florida. They wanted to screw South Florida even though they live here and will never leave. Nice, but typical. Uh, isn't that nice? It would be good for South Florida, and they're just mm-hmm. going to stick it to them. In conclusion, I hope the brand-new New York Jet, Jay Fiedler, comes into Pro Player Stadium which Chad Pennington Hurt and throws for 600 yards and eight touchdowns. I hate the Jets, but now I have a great reason to hope they go 2-14. and 14. Suffering through another Friday morning in the city of the dead, Mark. Well, good luck to you, Mark. You'll need it. How do you like that? People who voted against it because it would be good for the community, and so therefore... like that. These are nasty, rotten, filthy, disgusting people. There is absolutely nothing wrong with South Florida that a good people transplant wouldn't solve. How many years have I been telling you that? About 30, man. A people transplant, that's what we need. Bus them in, ship them in, fly them in. I was going to say swim them in, but we've already had enough of that. The Senate passed legislation. I better take some calls, huh? Because they're going to start getting surly. Right. i got a whole pile here, man. i got piles. Big, fat ones. WQAM, hello.
3: Yeah, this is Tony from Sunnyvale. Yep. Uh, I got three for Neil.
1: Do you got three for me?
3: I got a triple for you.
1: Okay, what do you got?
3: I got Ernest Borgnine. Oh, good one. Rosie O'Donnell.
1: <laughs> She's not an actress. And?
3: Oh, and uh, Don Knotts.
1: Three, uh, two good ones. Thanks a lot, Pally. Don Knotts. Man, oh Rosie, man, Rosie's been in many movies. Okay, so like I said, there's three for uh, for you. I just don't want to overwork Josh Cordes there because the work is not in his vocabulary. Uh, You know, other than when he's doing the Marlin games, because he gets paid the big bucks for that. We're not paying him enough to, like, uh, get him off his ass. So if we ever suggested, like, screening the calls again or something like that, he uh, wouldn't know. We're paying him enough to get him off. That's what Duff said. So what do we got so far? Your favorite actor or actress who made it big in spite of being ugly. Boy, isn't it something all these names, Ernest Borgnine, there's so many, oh, not I just have. ugly people, but really, really ugly. By the way, Boca Brian, if you're ever going to send me any more of those William Bendix, The Life, Riley ones, how about three, four years later, you know, when Junior's more than, like, uh, 13 years old? <laughs> what? Well, no, I mean, he sends me stuff. I just, you know, like, I got a call yesterday about, uh, what's his uh, J, Jay, uh, not Jay North, Luke uh, Halpin. Okay. Oh, yeah, he was a 15, playing a 12-year-old. But you give it over to, uh, what's his name, Michael Jackson or uh, the Weather Fairy? Miss Kamal. Charles Bronson, 99. Steve Buscemi, 77. He's going to give Chuck a little run for his money, I think. Humphrey Bogart, 71. Danny DeVito, 48. Barbara Streisand, 28. Kathy Bates, 16. She's great, though. James Cagney, 14, Ed Asner, 14, Dick Van Dyke, Scott, 11, and Bette Midler, 10, and also a double-digit Forrest Karloff, 10. Everybody else has got a single digit. A digit, by the way, is a finger. Wasn't well, that a great uh, line by <laughs> ABC News
9: the other day? Thank you. Thank a you
1: digital so rec- uh, uh, examination. Digital, that means with your finger. Oh, brother, that was just... Second. <laughs> wow. ABC News. So I watched Bob Schieffer last night, I'm sorry to say. Yeah, we discussed that before the show this morning, George, and yours truly, and I'm so sorry. Now we appreciate just how dependable it was to have Danny Boyd there every mm-hmm. night, Dan Rather. I'd rather have Dan Rather. I'll tell you, I don't care what anybody says. And, of course, the right-wingers, they blew him off the air. They shoved him out. It was really a tempest in a peapot, And the essence of the story, like Doug Thompson wrote yesterday, was absolutely correct. But uh, don't confuse the public or the mainstream media with the facts. You didn't check it thoroughly, and Dan stood behind it. He's got to take the fall. And, of course, there have been a lot of people trying to shove his ass out of there for a long time. But when Bob Schieffer, at the end of the newscast, went through that song and a dance about, uh, well, uh, you know, Dan Rather was legendary and Walter Cronkite and uh, you know me because I've been around for years. Yeah, you've been around for years, you old troll. Even at Publix, you won't find bags bigger than the ones under his eyes. Did you notice that? Oh, geez. My God. At least John Roberts looks like a a news guy who's like contemporary, like living in the same century. Bob Schieffer looks like an old troll. If you look up old troll in the dictionary, next to uh, that you'll find my picture and Bob Schieffer. Yeah, but his ears sure were big. Yeah, they sure were. Still Good out. God, he is just unacceptable, and he fumbled his way through the uh, reading the news and just uh, you know weak. I can't wait to see the ratings on CBS Evening News as long as they keep his ass on there. You won't be able to. It's kind of like ours in this last train. You can't complain about him because we don't have any. I I think that Doug Thompson, uh, the one I read before, the rant from today. Uh, about the decaying giant and everything. It's kind of like QAM. You see, we're consistent with America, you know. Used to be great. Now we're kind of like a de- dying, decaying, crumbling giant. Thanks, Greg. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Hey Neil. Yes, sir.
3: Uh, is This is pulled for women, too, right? Sure. Uh, how about Sarica Jessica Parker?
1: Oh, she is nasty.
3: And Penelope Cruz.
1: Okay. Yeah, All but right. Tom likes her. <laughs>
2: All
1: Thanks, right, Tom. that's it. Thanks. I'm out. Penelope Cruz. And Syrica Jessica Parker, two very fine choices. Yeah. Although, who the hell, who, who's going to like her, though? Somebody might, although it says your favorite actor actress who made it big in spite of being ugly. Somebody will actually like her. I can't imagine why, but, you I know. Guess her mom. No, I doubt it. She's got a face that even a mom could hate. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir.
9: This town needs an enema.
1: Right, a blueberry one. Oh, that's it. Okay, well, there's a bulletin for you. South Florida needs a, a boysenberry enema. That's a bulletin. Well, maybe we can get, once uh, Terry Schiavo, once they finally decide that, we'll know where to stick the tube. Rectum. Okay. Because you got to have a tube if you're going to have a good enema. WQAM, hello. Hello, QAM. Yes, sir. How about Arnold? Arnold is a good one, man. He is grotesque, Arnold. He is a character of himself, Arnold. Gruesome. And he's against steroids. Don't forget about that. You are
5: listening to Neil Rogers. Best exclusively on 560 QAM. This is Dick Cheney. I like to relax by having Mary Magdalene massage my balls while listening to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour.
3: (laughs) I've won the vote. Kate Davis is done. The women voters didn't care that I pitched all their buns. The people of California,
2: they like me a
3: lot. How about Slice Stallone? Because just like... There, i must nice. have had a few orgies and small lots of pies All right. <laughs> <laughs> I am the governor. It's true. Too <laughs> so bad that I do not have a clue. <laughs> <Everybody> <laughs> sing with, I, I am the cow everybody I am the cow you like me in the movies that's why I'm the
4: cow of California <laughs>
2: Yeah, there
1: you go. Mm, neither can we. Twelve one at five sixty. WQM. Happy Friday to you all. we got Mo Howard David and his boyfriend Jay Fiedler, now a New York Jet at 2 o'clock. Both of them can say the same thing now. Their favorite team is the Jets. got Mad Dog at 4. All right. And then uh, he's broadcasting from Publix at 9050 Biscayne Boulevard, Miami Shores. Go in there and say, boy, we sure are sorry that the Dolphins screwed you over. Although the good part of it for him is he's still going to get paid. What a scam, man. I love those deals when you get paid for doing nothing. Geldi at 7, who's getting paid for not doing much, and NDK at 10 o'clock tonight. That's our schedule. We don't have U.M. basketball because guess what? Well, we don't want to rub it in, do we? No. Didn't they lose, Josh? They did. They lost. Well, Tom Faxson says the reason that all the green-toothed Cubans voted against the slots is because it did not include Hialeah Racetrack. I was talking about that with the hopper this morning, Tom. Also, there was nothing else on the ballot in two years. I hope they also include Hialeah on the ballot and have the vote on the day with other stuff on the ballot, even if it's for a dog catcher. There you go. And, of course, if it's for dog catching, we have a lot of our Al- Alvarez's and Martinez's and Rodriguez's and Gonzalez's on there. Then some people will come out and vote, but probably the wrong ones. But, anyway, that's a good point. I don't, I don't understand why they didn't, uh, That would have, like, evened out four pair mutual facilities in each um, county. Right. What's wrong Do with Hiley? Well, the only problem is Hailey is not operating now, and I guess they would have to, like, start it all up all over again, and uh, there is no horse racing there, so I, I don't know. But it's really unfortunate because I think that would have made a big difference. I right. think if they if Brunetti wouldn't have destroyed it and they could have kept that thing going a little bit longer, uh, that could have brought that place back to life. Right. Who needs the horses if you got the slots? Well, no, but you, can, but you can't, uh, well, I don't know. I Just guess they, they would have, they have simulcasting it. there. Right. Of course, that food was sure good there that <laughs> last uh, year or two. <laughs> Man, you talk about the green weenie. Uh-oh. Here's a fact from uh, somebody with very bad, oh, Scott. Scott says, you've got to be an old fart to remember this guy. But Richard Boone was butt ugly. Yeah. I'm an old fart. And I remember Richard Boone. He was the... Huh? Uh, got a cauliflower nose. Yeah. He was uh, always in M. Westerns, Richard Boone. He was... Well, well, who did he play? Oh, by the way, did you look up that other thing? Yeah, I don't know who it is. It's not on there? I didn't get anything. I Googled oh. it. Well, Google Richard Boone, because I want to know the name of the show he was on. The big TV show, Richard Boone. Paladin? He was, the, uh, was he Paladin? Was he? You think? I don't know. Have Gun, Will Travel, like the fact says. Uh, Yeah, that's probably... Oh, I see. But maybe Neil can find the theme to Have Gun, Will Travel. (laughs) Well, if I would have finished the, uh, you know, reading it, but I didn't. That made more sense.
7: Let's see if I
10: got
1: it. I just probably went on here with a a bunch of westerns, wouldn't you think? Let's see. Sitcoms, cartoons, primetime drama, drama. Um, I don't want to waste a lot of time with this, but it sure kills some good time. The Untouchable, 77 Sunset, Strip Green, Hernet, Secret Agent Man. We all like Johnny Rivers a lot. What am I looking for? Have Gun. Have Gun, Will Travel. Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color. Screw them. Bunch of Uh Ted Max, Original Amateur Hour. Geldy's going to be on that this weekend. and uh ah! And also, Josh says Roxy Bernstein going to be on. Now, did you hear Roxy Bernstein? Oh, that's right. We didn't have the game on. Did they ever start playing that game or not? No, yeah. but he oh. did the rain delay. How was he?
5: He's, he's fine,
9: you
1: know. Well, that, that <laughs> doesn't sound like a really... <laughs> I, I haven't really heard much of him, honestly. Um, I've
9: only caught... Um, every inning that I've caught, Dave has been calling the game, so...
1: Oh, no one of you sound so down. Let's see. Action, adventure... Uh, Paladin and Medic, What, beg your pardon? Oh, Medic. He was on Medic. You know who else was on Medic? William Shatner. That was his first TV show, Medic. Oh, am I old or what, huh? Oh, well. Uh, World of Commander McBragg. We don't really? have had gun travel. I'm very sorry. I thought we did have it. I thought I'd be playing it the, uh, when we did all these themes. But I'm not, I'm not going to waste no more time. But he definitely qualifies. He was a really ugly guy. He was on a lot of shows. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular wireless lines. We're looking for ugly uh, actors and actresses that somebody might actually like. WQIM, hello.
3: Hey Neil, how you doing? Yes, sir. Hey, hey uh, Jack Palin.
1: Oh, God. Ugly isn't a word for it. Huh? George
3: C. Scott.
1: Another one, right.
3: Carl Malden.
1: Rah. Oh, so many <laughs> ugly actors in so little time. Thanks, hey, Palin. All right. Go ahead. Oh, and listen. Uh, what? <laughs> <Good> <laughs> I tried, tried to let him finish, but he was just happy not to. Oh. And what did he say? Carl Malden. Right. George My Scott. God. George C. Scott, very humongously. I mean, but many people tell you he's the greatest actor of all time. I don't agree with that, but he's all a right. good actor. He did all right. He was good in The Hospital. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Patton. Taps. Firestarter. Right. He's good. Very bad though in Exorcist Three. Wasn't that well, which one of those was he? Yeah, in? It was uh, one of those, right? One of those horrible remakes that never should have been remade. I mean, Exorcist Two was bad enough uh, with uh, Richard Burton, I believe, was Exorcist Two, and then I think George C. Scott. Oh God. See, when you get to the end of the line and you can't get any other real scripts, then you wind up in crap like that. 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless Lines. Here's a story that I absolutely love. It fits right in with my feeling about the state of Florida. Florida's legislature is flush with good ideas. Senator Al Lawson's idea involves a two-cent parole tax on toilet paper to pay for wastewater treatment to help small towns upgrade their sewer systems. And when you're in a state that's as full of it as Florida, man, they ought to be raising a schmidt load of cash, wouldn't you think? You'd think. The Democratic lawmakers' pay-as-you-go bill, pay-as-you-go bill, that's kind of cute. Our, has been the source of many jokes, bathroom humor, you might say, but he says the issue is a serious one. It's a serious issue, especially in some of the fast-growing panhandle coastal counties in his district. They're experiencing a tremendous boom in growth and they're not able to, uh, not able to accommodate the growth. He's a, a Richard boom. We've got 17 million people in the state. All of them can contribute to protecting our underground water supply, unless, of course, they don't do that thing, unless, of course, they put it in a box there by the sort of the uh, by the side of the turlet and mm-hmm. just uh, keep using it over and over again, like the abuelas. In a Republican-dominated legislature that doesn't like new taxes, the idea is likely to pretty quickly end up in the tank. Senate President Tom Lee, Republican of Brandon, said he didn't think it would get too far, but didn't rule it out. We're getting to the bottom of it real soon, Lee said. <laughs> the House is skeptical as well. We're not wild about tax increases, said House Speaker Alan Benz of Panama City, but we'll certainly let it go through the system. If it were to pass, the extra two pennies would start being charged in October. Lawson said it could generate $50 million a year. It would also need approval from Governor Jeb Bush. He said that if toilet paper is taxed, people might use less of it. Oh, oh no, that's not necessarily a good thing. Noted the fat-ass governor. <laughs> if toilet paper is taxed, people might use less of it, fewer than eight uh, squares. Remember that story? Yeah. yeah, eight squares. You couldn't even begin. What about consumers, it says, wouldn't they be squeezed by a tax on the Charmin? No, says Lawson. Two cents is not going to hurt families at all. This is one thing people don't mind paying for. I mean, seriously, how many rolls of toilet paper even could a big family use uh, a month, huh? I mean, 30, man. Even, not even that. Like 10? Yeah, I don't 10 guess. rolls a month? What do you say? I don't care, sure. Sorry. So it's like 20 cents a month, for crying out loud, for Jesus Christ and Mary's sake. Yeah, how do you like, so Mel Gibson's releasing a different version of the Passion of the Christ because now we can get different uh, hundreds of millions of dollars in there because Jesus is probably the best moneymaker in history, wouldn't you think? This this one ends differently. Oh, a different ending, huh? Yeah, he lives at the end. He jumps right off that cross and comes running back at you. Says, here you go, all you bastard, Jew bastards and Romans and whatever. 5670560, pound 560. That Trish Vanderveer, that was the end of it for me with uh, George C. Scott. Once he married her, which she couldn't act her way out of a paper sack, and he kept promoting her, and, uh, you know, that was the end. Who's your favorite actor or actress who made it big in spite of being but ugly man, real ugly? Charles Bronson, we still can't touch him, man. He's been there right from the beginning, right from the get-go. You son of a bitch. 101. Oh, and speaking of people in the same genre, how about... Fifth day, by the way, for the jury. The jury is still out. How about Robert Blake? Okay. He always, even as a kid, he was ugly. Right. I'm checking Court TV. I don't see nothing on there. But the fifth day of deliberation today for the jury. Uh, Charles Bronson 101, Steve Buscemi 78, Humphrey Bogart 74, Danny DeVito 53, Barbara Streisand, 29. You know, one thing about short actors and actresses. Very seldom do you find like a real short, other than like uh, what's his name, Willie Warlock. Is? Okay. He's not that short. Kathy Bates 16, James Cagney 14, Ed Asner 14, Dix Van Dyke 12, Bette Midler has got 10. Boris Karloff and everybody else even single-digit, although Morgan Freeman is bubbling under. I, I don't think he's uh, an ugly guy. Me but... As dark folks go, Morgan Freeman, I mean, he's no Denzel Washington who fancies himself as a sex pot. you know? I mean, if you're going to talk about a black uh, actor who's a sex pot, I mean, if you, t- you tell me Malcolm, uh, you know, Shamar Moore, I'll say, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, Denzel Washington thinks he's a hot-looking guy? I mean, Sidney Poitier, that was a very dark black guy. He was a good-looking guy, right? Even Josh would agree with that. Who? Who? <laughs> hey, Josh, yeah. Yeah. guess who's coming to lunch?
5: Rogers, exclusively Rogers.
12: Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rambo 4 and 5. Uh, uh, how are you? John Rambo's still alive. I wanna make movies four and five. My life ain't going great. Plan to Hollywood's broke. Unfortunately, I speak like I had a stroke. First Blood came in '82. That's when I hurt my penis and it never ever grew. Rambo 2 was in '85 late. Uh, Rambo 3 was in '88. Shooting and shooting and shoot it. My God, I did not make this movie with my son. Uh, his name is Sage. He was in. The in Daylight, the tunnel movie. A little bit of cash is what I need. I gotta get a loan from Apollo Creed. I gotta have another hit movie. Or a Broadway show like He. I guess nobody ever saw Copland. It was stupid, I guess I understand. My whole life is about to cave in. All I got left is Jennifer Flavin. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I need to make Rambo (laughs) Florin (laughs) 5. Check it out. So call me up. I really need a script. I can do dialogue or keep it zipped. I like comedy, action, adventure, and drama. The the only thing I will not do is have sex with a llama. So give me a break, for goodness sake. I used to be on Oprah. Now I can't get on Ricky Lake. Right now I got a one-man show in Poughkeepsie. Basically, I'm an unemployed gypsy. A little bit of cash is what I need. I gotta get a loan from Apollo Queen. I gotta have another hit movie. Or a Broadway show like he I guess nobody ever saw Copland. <laughs> it was stupid, so I understand. My whole life's about to cave in. All I got left is Jennifer Flavin. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I need to make Rambo 4 and 5. Uh, absolutely.
1: Twelve seventeen at five sixty W Q A. M. Happy Friday to you, March eleven. Boy, I tell you it's the years marching on, you know what? Before you know it, that next trend is coming out, we're gonna be all um, Scandinavian. Probably finished. Bob and Curl Springs says she put the Ug in the Ugly, Maud's Beatrice Arthur. Be Arthur, she is nasty. She be ugly. PS years ago while I lived in LA, I ran into Gary Busey in a gas station. Unfortunately, his well publicized mugshot actually made him look good. He is also unbelievably ugly. Gary, bus a busy abusey. So we got the Arthur? Good. We got it. Right here. Five six seven pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Lines. Senate passes new bankruptcy legislation. The Senate yesterday passed legislation that will make it harder for Americans to rid themselves of debt by filing for bankruptcy. The House is expected to pass the measure next month, delivering to El Presidente a second victory this year on pro business legislation he had sought. The vote was 74 to 25 to approve the most thorough overhaul of bankruptcy laws in a quarter of a century. The short answer is fairness, uh, declared Senator Orrin Snatch of Utah. Those who can pay their bills should pay their bills. That's the American effing way, he said. Congressional industry backers of legislation have been pushing it for eight years, but it repeatedly got stalled. This year, with Republican majorities increased in both the House and Senate, the bill's fortunes reversed. The Senate insisted uh, uh, on handing Wall Street investment firms a bonus, defeating a Democratic amendment that would have restricted their ability to work for companies both before and after those companies filed for bankruptcy. Senators acted against the advice of the SEC chairman, William Donaldson, who said such a restriction was needed to build up investor confidence shaken by Enron, WorldCom and other corporate scandals. For two straight days, Democratic opponents tried to soften the Bill's impact on single parents and other groups and to restrict credit industry practices that lawmakers said especially hurt the poor. Critics said the bill would remove a safety net for those who've lost their jobs or face big medical bills. Russ Feingold of Wisconsin said it'll have a real impact on real people all over this country. And, of course, Bush and those right-wingers don't care about the real people, only about their filthy, fat, rich friends. So there you go. Again, 5670560, and you know the rest. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir.
0: How are you? How about Victor Mature?
1: Uh, No. He wasn't ugly. In fact, there are those people who would say he was a good-looking guy. In fact, probably Josh would say that. I'll give you a dollar for everyone in the audience you can find that knows who that is. Oh, come on. Josh knows who that is. Hey, that's
4: a good-looking guy. Right.
1: That's what he said. <laughs> Victor Mature. No, I didn't think he was ugly. But anyway, WQAM, maybe it wasn't his type. QAM, hello.
10: Hey, Neil. How are you doing today? What Pretty good,
1: Pally. What do you got?
10: Listen, I got a couple for your poll. Right? I wanted to tell you, I think Richard Boone,
0: wasn't he in Paladin? That's correct. Okay. And uh, I got a pair. Ed Begley Sr. and Jr.
1: Oh, yes. Runs in the Thank family. You. you got it. Thank you. You got that
0: right,
1: bud. And yeah, we, put, we put Donald Sutherland on there. We put Keeper Sutherland? I don't know. Because uh, unfortunately for him, he looks a lot like Daddy. Although luckily for him, Daddy was a famous actor. So he's uh, an actor, too, kind of, sort of. What was that movie he was in that I saw? WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir.
11: Never imagined that you wore uh, chains and tattoos.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh, the last,
11: the last guy stole my my thunder with uh, Jack
10: Palance.
1: Okay, thank you. Well, see, he was searching for some other material because the other guy had his name, Jack Palance. Chains and tattoos. What no. does anybody have any idea what that means? No. Is there some significance there? Some symbolism I'm missing? Is there some? Uh, I don't know. WQAM, hello. We are finished in this town. <laughs> Yeah, that's what the guy told me 29 years ago at KAC. You'll never make it a year, man. You'll never last it through the month. Guess what, pal? Long before I'm done on the year in this town, you're gonna to, you're gonna be uh, ass up or is it ass down in the ground with your feet straight up in the air? Oh, you're probably used to that. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir.
0: Hey, um, Victor Mature. First of all, sent in Delilah with Hetty Lamar. Right. Uh, I think uh, He was an ugly guy No, he was good looking when he was younger
1: Kind of, yeah Yeah, uh, In kind of a sickening way
0: I second your opinion on Lee J. Cobb Great actor Great
1: boy, the best
0: Ever see 12 Angry Men? Yes Last scene when he, he's the last holdout for guilty and he cracked
1: mm-hmm. Yeah
0: That was intense, man Yeah Also, um, uh, Danny DeVito On
1: the waterfront?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah The oh.
1: Exorcist, right
0: Also, Danny DeVito was Mr. Martini in Cuckoo's Nest
1: Right, that's what I said
0: Oh, I, I think it's at Mancini
1: Oh, no, you're right. I did say Mancini. Yeah. Martini, Mancini, Henry Mancini, whatever. Hit all me. the same. Hit me, hit me, hit me. When you me. deal with them short people, they're all the same.
0: <laughs> and how can you leave off one of my favorite actors off your poll, Gene Hackman?
1: Yeah, he's a pretty ugly guy. You're right. And he's a
0: great actor. He can do everything, comedy, drama. Even when guy. he was young,
1: he was ugly. He Oh, even at birth, I think he's the same. <laughs> Thanks a lot, pal. and okay. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Gene Hackman, got it? We got it. See, in fact, let's face it, most actors, well, not, not actresses, See that's that sexist thing again. If you're going to be an right. actress, man, you got to put out. And if you're going to put out, they want you know they want to be doing mm-hmm. some hot looking baby. Absolutely. What's wrong with that? But with guys, well, I mean, some of these guys put out too. There's no question about that. That's what Merv Griffin said. WQAM. Hello. Hello. Oh, you got to admit Chris Atkins was a great actor. Yes, sir. Neil. <laughs> yes, I am. Neil, I got two for you. Okay. Numero uno. Lily Pavlin. Lily Tomlin, is it, uh, she in movies? Yeah, she's been in a couple movies. Sure. Yeah. Um, she is Shelly
3: oh, my God.
1: Who? She- Shelly Duval.
3: Shelly Duval. I don't know who that is. Shelly right. Duval The Oliver Shining. Them,
1: Popeye movie.
3: Jack. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, right.
3: Two.
1: Mm-mm.
0: And Billy Bob Thornton.
1: Okay, that sounds like three. There you go. Okay, thanks. Billy Bob Thornton and all the other ones. Got him. Got it. Well there must be a thousand going to be on this list. Keep you busy over the weekend. Keep you off the streets. Solve maybe your crack problems Righto. this weekend. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir.
11: They left off Mr. Good, the bad and the ugly himself, Eli Wallach.
1: Oh, God, how could we forget? Well, since Godfather 3, we we're trying to forget. Well, that was yeah. on yesterday, too. Yeah. Okay,
11: and i got a couple things for you. Uh, first of all, Richard Boone was Paladin. You can get it on DVD right now. The
1: I'm going to go right out and buy it. not.
11: That's that. Uh, Danny Trejo is a character actor. He was, uh, he's got like tattoos all over his body. He's really oh. he, he was a rapist in Con Air. He was in Desperado. He's in, he plays all these Mexican characters.
2: Well, I figures.
11: And last but not least, I went out and bought The Great Escape and Jack Lemmon does say push the button, Max.
1: <laughs> we know sure. that that's a George problem. You know, he just got his life uh, straightened up. Thanks a lot, Pally. Yeah, well, you finally admitted it right after yeah. years of being in right. denial, you well. finally admitted it. And we love Jack Lemmon. Yes, we do. As a matter of fact, we were just talking this morning about.
3: Get the chalk, hey! Get the chalk.
1: <laughs> oh, now if we had a better bleep in there, we could actually play that. But that's it. But we don't. Bleep. No, yeah, right. <laughs> That's it's probably the thing. worst the worst bleep of all time. He yeah. says the word, and then the bleep comes out like no, uh, Yeah, it's an audio illusion. Sure. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neely. How are you, sir? Pretty good, Pally. How's your day? Very good. So all fine right. There's one for the ball. Yeah, okay. Thanks. You got it? You got that down? Yes, Bungolio. Good. WQAM, hello.
4: Hey, Neil, I got for you. Harmony uh, Jones and
1: uh, Walter Matthau. Very good. Thank you so much. Walter Matthau, boy, he really was. He was definitely one of the unshined mm-hmm. boys. Thank you. And, oh, sorry, I didn't hang up on that guy. Well, I thought maybe he had some more. 5670560, oh, pound five. Don't forget, Jay Fiedler is on today. It's going to be a love fest. They suck in with the mo between two and four. I don't know what, exactly what time he's going to be on there, but miss it if you can. You are
5: listening to Neil Rogers exclusively On 560
1: QAM, am You can kiss
0: my rear end.
9: It's our system, sad but true.
3: It doesn't work like it used to do. Every time the votes come up short,
9: you know it's all going to land in court.
1: Too bad we don't have more of them on our side. 12:31 31 at 560 WQM. The movie with Donald Sutherland, with Kiefer Sutherland, was a breakup with Bridget okay. Fonda. All right. Did you remember I saw that about a month ago and I talked about yeah. it? It was a pretty good movie. Never heard of it? Never saw it. Bridget Fonda and Kiefer Sutherland had an all-star cast in this edge-of-your-seat psychological thriller. After blacking out in a violent domestic battle, Jimmy Fonda awakens in the hospital to learn that her abusive husband, Frank, has died in a fiery crash and that she's the prime suspect. As the police focus on building their case against Jimmy, she uncovers evidence indicating that Frank may not only still be alive, but getting away with murder with Penelope Ann Miller and Stephen Weber. Adding memorable performances, you will be riveted to the growing suspense as Jimmy, in a daring escape from police custody, races toward a final confrontation with justice and revenge. it's oh. good. Pretty good. Breakup. All right. Not as good as Shattered, but uh, damn near. With Tom Berenger. 5670560, oh, pound 560 don't know. Give me a movie I should see this weekend. Of Nice and Men. I, I got it. It's sitting in uh, another room. No, I just wow. I can't bring myself to watch it because I know I'm not going to like it. I know you will. Based on what? It's a very simple story about two uh, guys. That's about it. what? Two guys. Two friends. Yeah. That's it. Now, what does that mean? It's a, it's a famous story and it's a I good story. A good I know it's famous. I know it's famous. I'm sure I read it 100 years ago when no, I was a child. probably not. Yeah, I think I did. Well, good story, well told on film. Okay, I'll watch it. Well, give me another one so I can go out and spend some money and stimulate the Canadian economy, eh? Blue Velvet. No, no. Okay. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir.
0: Uh, Jack Elam. I can't hold on, but that's, that's a good one. Jack
1: Elam. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. He can't hold on, that guy, but Jack Elam, Neil. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> Why? He can't hold on. Well, I some people, look, at least, at least we're getting some different people here today. they got a lot of ugly people on their mind, okay? Blue Velvet. Even, I know it's a, I, I saw it. I saw it a little bit of it. It's crap. Uh, it's it like one step. It's like one step away from, um, uh, what you call it, with John Tirolda. What do you call it? It's, it's <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Mayonnaise oh, no. on the French. No oh, right. yeah, right. right. It's one step away from that. Sure. Is it really good, Blue Velvet? Yeah, it's very good. I own it. I've, they got it. I've seen it there. Oh, I've seen it like 20 times. You know, my problem is every time I think of Blue Velvet, I think of the Polish prince. She right. wore blue velvet. You know, Bobby Vinton uh, with the skin just ripped across his head and across the bones now. Just... He is looking. like uh, He could pass easy 140. He could make it into uh, Sunrise Lakes. No ID required. WQAM, hello.
0: Yeah, uh, for your fall. How about Peter
1: Ah, uh, Peter Lorre's on there, as a matter of fact, and he's got a few votes. That's a good choice, but I beat you to it. I, I put together a bunch of these, and then you added a few. How's a he doing, Peter Lorre? Has he got any? You added Peter Lorre? We had it on there. Peter Lorre was on from the beginning. What's wrong with you, man? We don't have it on there? It's on there. I'm looking for it. He's got 10. He's doing ah. pretty well. He's got 10. Peter Laurie. There is. Big bug eyes. In fact, that'd be a good question. Who's got bigger bug eyes, me or Peter Laurie or Rodney Dangerfield? Marty Feldman. me. Oh, yeah. I want to play that again four or five times. Okay. Don't let me forget. WQAM, hello. Can hey, you? Yes,
11: ma'am. Uh, I've got a weird one. You probably won't agree with me, but I think Uma Thurman is really weird looking. Yeah. I mean, most men probably think she's gorgeous, but. Well,
1: do you think she's gorgeous, George? Not anymore. She's all right. I oh. just think she's strange. She, she looks right. better than gorgeous George. Yeah, she is bizarre looking. I, I thought you would said agree you with have a weird
0: one though.
1: Uma Thurman. Let's put her on there right away. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Bye bye. WQAM. Hello.
2: Neil.
1: I like the name though. It's kind of like Ima Sumac and U- Uma Thurman. Yes, sir. How are you? I got three Pretty people. Pretty good. Three. Yeah, Carl Walden. Yeah, I think we got it. It's uh, one of George's favorites. Peter Falk. I haven't put him. Uh, he's. Uh, I, what I don't him. know. Would you say yeah. he's really ugly? Yeah.
2: Mm.
3: And then uh, the guy that played Selena's father in the movie, I think it's Almost.
1: He's on Edward there. Edward James, Almost. Uh, you're I almost uh, ahead of the crowd, but he's already on there. Thank you. So he got one. What's the one he got? Something. Uma uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's Ema Thurman. <laughs> no, it's Thurman Munson, the old <laughs> bowler. Oh, yeah. Let's Thur- start talking Thurman about Munster. bowling guys. Carmen Salvino and Thurman Munson and Buddy Bomar. It's Championship Bowling with Fred Wolf from WXYZ Detroit. Oh God! Well, I, I'm telling you, I, I know they have lobotomies, but maybe we could have like a place where you go to something a little bit less drastic, where they can just empty your brain out. Uh-huh. Wouldn't that uh-huh. be like great? A a, a of all the useless crap. A brain enema. Right. A uh, blueberry brain enema, just uh, to, to clear it, yeah. make some room for important things that you can't remember. A brain enema. Like, uh, I still can't think of a uh, damn movie. I'm trying to think of the one that I hate like poison. The Got sued it. movie. What is it? No, some it's the, in uh, pain. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. There you no go. No similarity whatsoever. Oh. It is strange, but not not that way. Oh, I see. I, I I think I saw it. I hated it, but I'll I'll get it again just to make you happy. I'll watch it. Mice and Men* and *Blue Velvet*, and I'll be listening to Bobby Vinton records in the background. WQAM. Hello.
10: Oh man, I, no, I need a brain enema. Hey, uh, you, do you have um, Whoopi Goldberg on the list?
0: Oh Ooh. God,
1: it's on, it's lunchtime right in the middle of lunch hour, and you just gave it for me, it. man. No. That's okay. Right Thanks. Thank you. Whoopi Goldberg, she is grotesque. Oh, wow. That, that was the end of the new Hollywood Squares, once they put that bitch on there. Not that they had any chance anyway with that plastic yeah. coast. I don't even know what that guy's name is. Do you have any idea? Yeah, it'll, uh, it'll come to me. See, Peter Marshall, we know. Tom interviews. Bergeron. Oh, is that it? That's right, Tom Bergeron. I think his brother played for the Montreal Canadiens, or Tampa Bay. WQAM, hello. Good afternoon, Neil. Yes, sir. Good afternoon to you.
3: Uh, I got one
1: for the poll. How about Steven Seagal? Steven Seagal is a pretty marginal-looking guy. I wouldn't say he's ugly, though. Would you? No. That? No, no. But not ugly. no, he's not ugly. Don't put him on there. Don't just put these names on there like Rote, you know what I mean? Just because they spit like him out. Don't, huh? Kyle Rote. He was an ugly guy. He played for the Giants, Kyle Rote. And his kid played uh, soccer, was a championship soccer player. How come we don't have a little more soccer talk on this? Rock solid. Yeah, I bet you the big O would like to do that. A little more soccer talk on this stage. Soccer and hockey and hockey and soccer and a little, curling, a little curling discussion would be good. All right. See, just when you think that the Canadians are pretty neat people and they got their act together and they're very, like, uh, civilized, relatively speaking, and uh, educated and so on, and polite and well-behaved, and then you see this curling crap mm-hmm. and you, like, kind of scratch your head and one and you say to yourself, well, nobody's perfect, you know? Now, what, is the guy that actually shoots the stone, is he called the, uh, the captain or the shooter? I have no idea. No you're compromise. asking you're Canadian me. Now, he, he shoots the stone right. and they got the guy with a broom. Hurry, yeah, hurry, the, harder, the crew, harder. The it sounds like sounds from Kathy Willis' house, you know. And they got the one slippery shoe and the one not slippery shoe? Yeah, I don't have any I idea. And, of the course, they've got to knock their rocks off uh, that thing. Right. A judge ruled yesterday that the state social services agency cannot delay the removal of the feeding tube, keeping brain damaged Terry Shivo alive. We're going to take that tube and stick it in Florida's Rectum. and have a statewide enema is what we're going to do. Desperately long overdue. The Department of Children and Families had asked for a 60-day delay in the removal of the feeding tube, now scheduled for March 18, which is a week from today. Oh, Wouldn't that be exciting? We could have like a live play-by-play. You're not going to be here next Friday. Correct. You're on vacation next Friday. Well, maybe you come in special if we have like a, a, a live broadcast, a telecast of the removal of the tube. The agency said it wanted time to investigate allegations of abuse and neglect by the woman's husband, Michael Schiavo, but Circuit Judge George W. Greer, who's obviously kin to Rosie Greer, and Mike Greer, who's one of uh, Josh's favorite hockey players, ruled that the agency's attempt to get involved at this point was inappropriate and appears to be brought for the purpose of circumventing the court's final judgment in violation of the separation of powers doctrine. You following that? I followed it. Michael Schiavo's attorney had criticized the last-minute attempt by DCF to get involved, saying that it was engineered by our fat-ass governor, Jeb Bush. And I, I'm telling you, man, he's, he's got his nose in everywhere where it doesn't belong. Instead of being up there in Tallahassee taking care of business, he's uh, all over the place. He's taking care of business. It was engineered by Governor Jeb Bush, our fat-ass governor, and others in the state government to support the plight of her parents who are trying to keep her alive. Michael Shavo has gotten a court order to remove the feeding tube containing that his wife told him she wouldn't want to be kept alive artificially and with all the rest we know. She breeds on her own, but often depends. But she depends on a tube in her abdomen for food and water. But her parents doubt she had those end-of-life wishes and are desperately trying to block removal of a feeding tube. The judge's ruling was another major blow to Bob and Mary Schindler, thank goodness, who fought their son-in-law in court for nearly seven years over their daughter's fate. They dispute that she is in a persistent vegetative state, saying she laughs, cries, interacts with them, and tries to speak when they visit at her hospice she's just a, and not only that, but a ball of uh, laughs at a party. In fact, wouldn't you think so? Oh, I'm sure. sure. If you brought her to a, <laughs> to a party, man, you'd be on the floor.
5: It's your fix with Neil Rogers. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 560 WQAM Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Once there
3: was this kid who Had a little accident and had to run from school. But when he finally came back, his friends gave him the nickname of Stinky George. He tried to make the john, but you know he couldn't hold.
1: 1245 at 560 WQM, where the hell did this week go, man? It just flew right on by. It must be because our good friend Curtis in sales is doing such a stellar job, uh, aided by his uh, close personal friend and assistant, Berkeley. Yeah, that's why you ought to send her out to Berkeley, although they would probably kick her ass out right away. Man, she is just a real piece. I, I saved this story until right now because I wanted to wait till the, like, the middle of the show. Okay. You want, you want to find out exactly what's going on? All these good, honest, pious people in America, the a group of organizations have asked the FCC for a complete freeze of all low-power FM applications. Now, you know these low-power FM's that they came up with to try to give, like, local communities, like, better local coverage, et cetera. College stations, high school stations. They've asked the FCC for a complete freeze of all low-power FM applications because they've discovered evidence of a massive trafficking scheme involving translator licenses to religious organizations. Included in the group asking for a freeze on granting licenses are Prometheus Radio Project of Philadelphia, United Church of Christ, National Federation of Community Broadcasters, Future Music Coalition, Free Press, and National Lawyers Guild, among others. In the filing, the group accuses three individuals, Clark Parrish, Earl Williamson, and Dana Atkin, of using two dummy corporations to apply for over 4,000 translator licenses, and then using loopholes to sell the licenses to religious broadcasters who in turn pipe in satellite programming, which is an obvious contradiction of the spirit of localism beyond the granting of LPFM, low-power FM licenses. The two companies in question are Radio Assist Ministry and Edgewater Broadcasting. A third company, World Radio Link, was also named in the filing and alleged to be a dummy company used to aggressively market the naked construction permits. The filing details the sale or trade of over 85 licenses for a potential profit of 800 grand. In the filing, it's alleged that the applicants have managed to exploit numerous loopholes in the Commission's translator assignment rules. It also alleges that Parrish Williamson and Atkins sought to hide their conduct from the Commission, raising the concern that the permits were obtained by fraudulent means, and then asked the FCC to consider revoking the permits. The group state that the allowing of sale of uh, sale of naked construction permits in the broadcast services is contrary to the public interest and corrupts the integrity of the commission's process. The harm to the public is especially onerous here because these translator licenses come at the expense of future low-power FM stations. The filing then asked the commission to impose an immediate freeze on all applications related to the translator window. How do you like that? Got a bunch of crooks in uh, bed with a religious. Of course, uh, you know, one good crook always finds another one. Water seeks its own level. And they're piping in, you know, that like D. James Kennedy. I mean, I don't know which ones for sure, but you can just imagine Paul and Jan Crotch, the Reverend Dobson, all of his crap. Because, of course, that's what, uh, you know, the Paul and Jan Crotch thing. Now, what about Trinity Broadcasting? Mm-hmm. It's a pyramid scheme,
0: Yeah.
9: speaking
1: well. of uh, Egypt and the pyramids. And what they did was they kept taking all of that money that they'd have those people send in, all those poor old sh- desperate shut-ins, and, you know, with that number at the bottom of the screen, and they would buy up more and more... Uh, uh, s- uh, small TV stations all over the not just the country, but all over the world. Right, right. And, of course, everywhere they go, they keep putting the number on there, raising more money, and pretty soon they got, like, 80 million different uh, towers up all over the world, spreading their sputum and uh, raising them millions and millions of dollars so Paul Crotch can uh, share his goods with his boyfriend or whatever. The, now, here's the story for the New York Daily News. Don't let me forget, I was going to read this article yesterday, Made in America, Wah- Wahhabism. Okay. From the L.A. Times, I will do only one to two hours. Oh, you're going to be reading stuff again? Oh really? no, gee, not that. Anything but that. Anyway, Gee, I don't care if Miguel likes it or not, because he don't listen to the show anyway. Yeah, he does. And even if he did, he still don't get any diaries. I don't care if he does or not. He's a good guy. I like him, but uh, screw him. Let's see, George's role models. It says from John in Columbia, South Carolina, Cheech Marin and Tommy Chong. There you go. I guess we could put them on as a unit. No, no, separate. All right. you want to put them on as a eunuch, whatever. Right, you're going to blow that whole pool up in smoke, man. So, blue velvet I'm supposed to watch huh? I don't I don't know I don't know if I want to go out and spend 15 bucks Well, whatever a piece of no, you know I there's something the about that is. movie it seems to me I tried watching it once upon a time know. and I just couldn't get into it maybe you don't like uh, Dennis Hopper I do like Dennis Hopper a lot but oh no, yeah I did try I don't like it Best performance ever uh, but really yeah but it's freak watch it. freaking I don't know maybe I will maybe we'll see I'll give me something to look forward to on Monday oh did you watch Blue velvet I'm not telling Two cops who killed for the mafia in New York. This is in the Daily News. And what could be the worst scandal in New York Police Department history, two retired detectives were charged yesterday with moonlighting as hitmen for the mob, allegedly carrying out one gangland execution, aiding at least seven others. For the mob. How do you like that? The sure. police in New York. That's new. Federal agents stunned Luis, Luis Apolito 56, and Stephen Caracapa, 63. Is he related to Eddie Capicola? Stephen Caracappa, 63, when they grabbed the ex-cops at Piero's Italian restaurant in Las Vegas Wednesday night. Eppolito, a cop-turned-actor who retired in 1990, had bit parts in movies like Goodfellas. A much-decorated detective, he was the subject of the 1992 book Mafia Cop, the story of an honest cop whose family was the mob. Little did they know, I guess, huh? Hmm. Nearly 20 years after he allegedly began disgracing the badge, he was still playing the tough guy role. Louis was trying to be brave, but Caracappa was really shaken, said law enforcement source. Law enforcement officials were still in disbelief yesterday over the extent of the crimes, including eight murders, two attempted murders, murder conspiracy, drug distribution, and money laundering, and how long they went unsolved. It's just stunning, said Brooklyn U.S. Attorney Rosalind Moskoff, who announced the indictment at a news conference. These corrupt former detectives betrayed their shields, their colleagues, and citizens they were sworn to protect. Well, we got guys on the payroll, right? Yeah. They might like there you go. like that. That's what that's say. Yeah, they would like a story like that. 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. we got about 70,000 names on here. So many ugly people in so little time, which makes us feel better about ourselves. That we don't have their money. That's the only difference. Even you people who are good-looking, which uh, there are a few of you, uh, you don't have their money, which is unfortunate, but money ain't everything, right? What would you rather have, good looks or a lot of money? Money. hmm. That's where I'm uh, coming from. Let's see. Charles Bronson's got 108. Steve Buscemi's got 93. Of course, one out of two ain't bad. Humphrey Bogart, 79, Danny DeVito, 55, Barbara Streisand, 29, Kathy Bates, 18, Ed Asner, 15, Jimmy Cagney, 14, Boris Karloff, 13, Rodney Dangerfield's popping up the list. He's got a dozen. Bent Midler, 12, Dick Van Dyke, 12, Morgan Freeman, 10, Edward James, almost 10, Betty Davis, 10, and Peter Lorre. Bug-Eyed Peter's got 10. WQAM, hello.
3: Hey, Neil, you got G. Wilder
1: on that. He's on there, man.
3: Oh, sorry, boss.
1: Bye. Thanks. Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. WQAM. Oh my God! Did I punch up line nine? By must have been a mistake. Hello. Hey Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing, pal? Pretty good.
10: Hello, did you hear about the breaking news out of Atlanta?
1: About the uh, shootings? Yeah. Yeah.
10: Oh, did you hear it? Uh, what do you mean? Did I hear it? Well, That's I don't know. We've,
1: we've been on top of it since the uh, first uh, since the judge died, man. I thought I missed that. How do you like that? Did I hear about the breaking news out of Atlanta?
2: Right now, the
3: suspect and the left of
1: the driving. Maybe he's talking about the windbreaker. I don't have that
3: information. <laughs> Sheriff, did you talk about?
1: They're still looking for that uh, for that guy. You hear that there were three shootings, a bunch of shooting. In fact, yeah. a whole bunch of in the court, the guy took the uh, deputy's gun and like, um, like that. Yeah, he's a black male in Atlanta. ought to be easy to find. No problem. WQAM, hello. Hi, uh, Neil. Yes, sir. Got a couple of names for you. Okay,
3: goes,
0: goes back a while though. Sydney Green Street and Charles Lawton.
1: Charles Lawton was big, fat, and grotesque. That's a very good one. Sydney Greenstreet. Was, was she really?
0: That's what I read.
8: Yeah, Now that you
1: mention it, I think I read that, too. Thanks a lot, Pally. Thank you. Have a good one. Anyway. You, too. Watch up a little bit. A screamer, Charles Lawton. How do you like that? He was a very big guy. Wouldn't, yes, you wouldn't would think was. so. Like Kind of like Raymond Burr. Boy, when <laughs> Mo found out that Raymond Burr was gay, gay that just floored him. And that, I guess uh, that was pretty well. It wasn't like a big secret. And on the show on the Biography Channel, when they did the Raymond. Of course, after his death, naturally. When the you're boy. alive, you certainly don't let these things puke out. No. Right. Right. After Tom Cruise is dead and buried, then then all of that will come out. And John Travolta. Some of these people. You know, put on a good show. Just like Tony Perkins. Remember that? After he died, then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden the truth came out. All of these things. What a shock. Yeah, that's what Tab Hunter said. Charles Lawton. Very uh, great. What was he in? He was in, uh, was he a Christmas carol? One of the uh, bad versions of it? Possibly. He remind, you know, he reminds me of uh, a fatter uh, Lon Chaney. I don't uh-huh. know why that is. I think it was in, uh, in Quo Vadis and a couple of other
9: Roman movies like that. Quo Vadis, Quo Vadis. You say Vadis, I say like Vadis.
1: You know who else was in Quo Vadis? Peter Ustinov. That was maybe a great movie. Did you, actually, did you actually see Quo Vadis? Several times. I love uh, those movies. Great kind of movies. Fantastic movie. Stuff. And the sure. best part is that Charlton Heston wasn't in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to QAM, hello. Put uh, Jack Elam well on there. Okay, well, well, I think he's on there already, though, but well, put him on there or else. Right. Put him on there. Isn't Jack Elam on there? Or did you forget him? Who? Jack Elam. I must have forgotten him. What? Jack, did you forget Jack Elam? Somebody mentioned that like an hour ago. Jackie Lam. Not on there. I don't see it. Get him on there. Who? Got it. E-L-A-M. Jack Elam. Got it? Can you handle it? Can you do it? I realize we're overworking I got you little it. ass. Calm down. So who Jesus that? Christ! got I mentioned that like an hour ago. Thank you for calling in and mentioning Sir. But he must have psychic powers, or maybe he looked on the list and saw how come Jack Elam is not on there. I who? must have missed it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a. Now we're gonna get. I I take it back. I changed my mind. I just I just like uh, screaming at Duff. I enjoy it. You know. I just I just you know cuz he comes around every morning before the show hey good morning you know like uh, like like he's going to do something you know we understand that you're a good guy you have good intentions you have no power you just you're just a paper tiger You you are not
3: alone, guys. Right, so
1: I enjoy just unleashing my uh, hostility toward him, my frustration with the sales department and the sales manager, all the other things, the engineering, things he has nothing to do with and can't do anything about, just so I can, like, uh, vent. You know, he's like a a human punching bag. Would Uh, you like to feel
3: relaxed once again?
1: Keep coming back every day, Duff, because, you know, it's a lot of fun. And he's probably like, uh, boy, that Neil is sure in a bad mood. No, actually I'm not. I'm in a great mood. I'm having a wonderful life. But it's just... I just like unleashing at somebody, and since nobody else comes around, since they're all a bunch of wimps and terrified, scared to death of me, uh, at least he shows up all the time, which is more than I can say for Clarence, who's probably coming back from that losing basketball game last night, wouldn't you think? I reckon. Clarence Darrow, who can't make up his mind if he wants to be like a make-believe miniature uh, program director or a little tiny sports nerd play-by-play guy.
6: Oh, it's a basket. It's a basket.
1: A tisket, a tasket. I think he's got your basket. 12.56 at 5.60 WQM, Fritz & Franz Beer House in Coral Gables is bringing Bavarian-style fun back to South Florida. Why not come by and say Guten Tag, even if you have no idea what it means, and sample some of the most delicious German Bavarian cuisine anywhere outside of Northeastern Europe. Schnitzel, bratwurst, which is my absolute favorite. Boy, I'm obsessed. Salads and strudel, all in an atmosphere that would make the Von Trapp family proud. And don't forget the Warsteiner Lederboots. It's enough beer to get your Lederhosen in a knot. Fritz & Franz is not only making the hills come alive with the sound of music, it's turning Coral Gables into a veritable little Frankfurt, because at Fritz & Franz it's Oktoberfest every single day. You'll find them at 60 Merrick Way, just a block west of Miracle Mile. It's the ideal meeting place for those of you who like to march to the beat of a different tuba. So call 305 or maybe goose step to the debate of a different tuba. So call 305-774-1883 for directions and monthly Warsteiner Beer Festival information and tell them that old Neil sent you by the Bratwurst Queen. That's 305-774-1883 for Fritz and Franz Beer House, not your ordinary oompa place as Rick Riley would say. You are listening to Neil Rogers <laughs> <It's> exclusively <laughs> on
5: 560 AM. This is honored. This is not a tumor. It's the one for two hour. We
3: need a new pope. One that ain't so sad. Absolutely. A pope who says it's wrong to show Alter boys, your candles stick. We need a new pope. One who thinks it won't hurt? That if you dress, go all the way with clear pumps and a mini skirt. A pope who hates Bill Gibson, but wants to have Mel's wife. A pope who likes to party and encourage a good time with jelly shots instead of wine. We need a new poop, one that isn't empty. One who wears a fedora instead, of a birthday hat on his head. We need a new pope, one who's really straight. And wants a sharper car to drive when he goes out on a date. A pope that makes it happen, a pope that's
2: really cool. Pope
3: that says religion is the opiate of fools And a pope that doesn't true.
1: Well, look the, there's Gary Tuckman for CNN on the street in Atlanta with uh, a couple of dark, complicated folks behind him. Like you said, it should be real easy finding a, a black guy in Atlanta. Helicopters right now looking, but they do not know where this person might have gone. There have been tips in various areas. One tip came from the northern part of Fulton County, about 20 miles north of here, but they have not found this man. They... I don't understand why this is such a big story. I mean, this seems to be going on a lot lately. You go into court and you get pissed off. <laughs> you grab the deputy's gun you just, you know, right? Right. Seems to be the American effing way lately, but I guess nothing else is going on. The Michael Jackson trial just, uh, there's no, the jury's not there today. They're just doing some procedural crap, like making sure that Michael gets his pajamas uh, ironed before he comes back Monday. William Thatcher Dowell edits Global Beat for New York University Center for War, Peace, and the News Media, who is a Middle East correspondent for Time Magazine from 1989 through 1993, and he writes, Made in America, Wahhabism. The Christian right is their own brand of extremism, and boy, this, he's got his thumb right on it. This is in the L.A. Times a couple of days ago. It was on our website, wasn't it, Josh? Yes, it was. Good. It's not that long, a couple of pages. There is a certain irony in the debate over installing the Ten Commandments in public buildings. The second commandment in the King James edition of the Bible states clearly, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in earth below, or that is in the water under the earth. Few people take this as a prohibition against images of stars and fishes, rather it cautions against endowing a physical object, be it a golden calf or two-ton slab of granite, with spiritual power. In trying to promote the commandments, the Christian rite seems to have forgotten what they're really about. It also has overlooked the fact that there are several versions, Exodus 22 through 17 Exodus 34, 12-26, and Deuteronomy 5, 6-21. Different language in Catholic Bibles and the Jewish Torah offer more variants. Which should be enshrined? That's just the kind of debate that's been responsible for religious massacres throughout the ages. It was, in fact, the mindless slaughter resulting from King Charles' efforts to impose the Church of England's prayer book on Calvinist Scots in the 17th century that played an important role in convincing the Founding Fathers to separate church and state. The current debate, of course, has little to do with genuine religion. What it's really about is an effort to assert a cultural point of view. It's part of a reaction against social change and American counter-reformation of sorts against the way our society has been evolving. Those pushing to blur the boundaries between church and state feel that they're losing out, much as in the Middle East, Islamic fundamentalists fear they're losing out to Western values. The reactions are remarkably similar. In the Arab Middle East and Iran, the response is an insistence on the establishment of Islamic law as is the basis for political life. In the U.S., school districts assert religious over scientific theory and biology class. Tax dollars are going to be faith-based, and the Ten Commandments are a putative founding document. In fact, George W. Bush may now find himself in the same kind of trap that ensnared Saudi Arabia's founder, King Ibn Saud. To gain political support, Saud mobilized the fanatical ultra-religious Wahhabi movement, the movement that is spiritually at the core of al-Qaeda. Once the bargain was done, the Saudi royal family repeatedly found itself held political hostage to an extremist, barely controllable movement populated by radical ideologues. The evangelical movement in the U.S. nudged the president back into the White House, and Bush must now try to pay off the political bill for its support. In Saudi Arabia, what drives the Wahhabis is a deep sense of grievance and an underlying conviction that a return to spiritual purity will restore the lost power they believe once belonged to their forefathers. A belief system that calls for stoning a woman for adultery or severing the hand of a vagrant accused of stealing depends on extreme interpretations of texts that are at best ambiguous. What is at stake is not so much service to God as the conviction that it is still possible to enforce discipline in a world that seems increasingly chaotic. The Christian right is equally prone to selective interpretations of Scripture. In its concern for a fetus, for example, the fate of a child who emerges from an unwanted pregnancy gets lost. Some fundamentals are even ready to kill those who do not, do not agree with them, or at least destroy their careers. They seem to delight in the death penalties, despite the fact that the Bible prohibits killing, and Christ advised his followers to leave vengeance to God. Just as in the Middle East, the core of U.S. Puritanism stems from a nostalgia for an imaginary past, in our case, a made-up U.S., peopled mostly by northern Europeans alike in the god they worshipped and in their understanding of what he stood for. The Founding Fathers, of course, preferred the ideas of the secular Enlightenment, which, instead of anointing one religious interpretation, provided the space and security for each person to seek God in his or her own way. Perhaps the strongest rationale for separating religious values from politics is that politics inevitably involves compromise, while religion involves a spiritual idea that can be harmed by compromise. No less a fundamentalist than Ayatollah al Khomeini once stated that if forced to choose between Islamic law and Islamic rule, he would choose Islamic rule. Yet the effect of that decision has been to betray Islam as genuine Islamic scholars in Iran have found themselves under continual pressure to change their interpretation of God and God's will in order to conform to political realities. Religion, when incorporated into a political structure, is almost invariably diluted and deformed and ultimately loses its most essential power. Worse, as we've seen recently in the Islamic world, as in the Spanish Inquisition and the Salem witch trials in the Christian world, a fanatical passion for one's own interpretation of justice under God often leads to horror. The fact is that, as St. Paul so eloquently put it, now we see through a glass darkly. Men and women interpret the deity, but they're only human, and by their nature they're flawed. In that context, isn't it best to keep our minds open, the Ten Commandments out of our public buildings, or off our governmental lawns, and to lead by example rather than pressuring others to see life the way we do? As Christ once put it, and why beholdest thou the mote that is thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Watch out for that wicked beam. Pretty good stuff, eh? Very good. Oh, didn't like it? No, I didn't. I didn't like it. George didn't like it, didn't he? John? I had the microphone and it didn't uh, come on. Ah, yeah, he didn't like it. Okay, I won't read it again. You know I love those religious stories. Oh, those anti religious stories? Heathen? Infidel? What's your point? Who's your favorite actor or actress who made it big in spite of being ugly? we got a list of 50,000 ugly people here, which should make all the rest of us feel a little bit better. Not everybody can look like Brad Pitt and like Halle Berry, okay? Not everybody can be beautiful. Charles Bronson, 110. Although, Steve Bushimi's making a move now. He's got 99. He's right on Chuck's ass. You go, Steve. Charles Bronson, he's not dead, is he? Yeah. You son him a bitch. Did he, when did he die? Not, not that long ago. long ago, I don't think. Not that long ago. Look it up. Do a little Google there for us, Josh. Uh, nudge him in the uh, armpit there. <laughs> Charles Bronson, when did he die? Uh, Charles Bronson is dead? Yeah. Yeah. No. That can't be. Not a macho man like that. August 03. See, not that long ago. Steve Wushimi, 99. Humphrey Bogart, 82. He's been dead a long time, and you want to know why? (coughs) Yeah. All those faggots, man, those cancer sticks. Put them down. All you punks out there, you're you being real big shots by smoking, by going out there under a tree on in a schoolyard and lighting up one of them camels, one of those cancer sticks. All you're doing is shortening your life. Right. And no time See, those like of us fat people, at least, at least there's something to enjoy there. There's nothing enjoyable about smoking cigarettes. That's not what Boca Brian says. I can't believe that he smokes. You've got to be kidding me. No, he smokes. Probably camels. Palm Yeah,
2: no, sure. uh, Oh, yeah, I don't almost
1: as bad. Yeah, cancer sticks. You know, it's called death wish. Speaking of Charles Bronson, he's got a death wish. Humphrey Bogart, 82. The African Queen. Oh, that was Johnny Mathis. Danny DeVito, 56. Barbara Streisand, 31. Kathy Bates, 18. Rodney Dangerfield, six. Next you'll be telling me he's dead. <laughs> 16. Ed Asner, 15. Jimmy Cagney, 14. Boris Karloff, 14. Bette Midler, 12. Dick Van Dyke, 12. Well, I, I, just, I just never liked him at all. You know, I just, he leaves me limp. I don't think he was funny. He was just... Uh, I got no. tired of hearing about his booze problems. He just bugged me. Morgan Freeman, 11. Betty Davis, 11. Edward James, almost 10. Peter Lorre, 10. Now, wasn't he in the uh, Charlie Chan movies? Or am I confusing him with somebody else? Uh, I never else? saw a Charlie Chan movie. Sorry. Oh. He was he good. He was like the Maltese Falcon. I know that. Right. Know right. Know with uh, Humphrey Bogart right. that you don't like. Mm-hmm. I don't. Christopher, well, that's why you wouldn't watch... Never have Never can I can't believe you didn't watch that movie. No, haven't. Hmm. Uh, Christopher Walken, nine. Marty Feldman, nine. Wesley Stripes, uh, Stripes, snipes, seven. <laughs> Wesley Stripes. Uh, also, Fred Gwynn's got seven. Bella Lugosi's got seven. Eddie, Eddie. In fact, you know something? If, if he would have known, uh, one more guy, he might still be with us. Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, poor Johnny Depp, he had other things going on. He was busy. Sarah, Jessica Parker's got six. Rosie O'Donnell's six. Woody Allen's six. Walter Matthau's got five. Gary Busey's got five. Clint Howard's got five. Ron Howard's little brother. See, those of us who remember Ron Howard from Happy Days, which, quite frankly, I hated the show mm-hmm. and I hated him Orful. even worse. Uh, and now all of a sudden we're supposed to like respect him because he's a great movie director. And... He's a, he's an, an adequate movie director. Uh, but they would tell us that, oh, Ron Howard's a genius. Yeah. I saw one of his movies last night and it had his brother in it, sure enough. Well, what would you expect? A little nepotism there. It's kind sure. of like uh, George E. Well, Scott's. brother would Trish never Ban- be able to get a Trish Vanderveer. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, she ain't no Mark Vandermeer. Uh, Rhea Perlman, five. William Defoe four. Uh, Will, uh, I can't stop doing that, man. Willem Defoe, uh, I just can't stop. All oh, right. He answers to it. Four. James Woods, four. Don Knotts three. James Woods is Jewish? Jesus. <laughs> you want a, you want a poch and <laughs> At least you think he could say that a little bit better if he's really Jewish. It's embarrassing. Poch Don Knotts three. Donald Sutherland, three. Minnie Driver, three. And the Billy Bob Thornton's got a pair and some other people. I, I don't think Gene Hackman's really, right. Well, yeah, he is. He's our way. He's funny looking. Uh, Definitely yeah, big nose, big funny nose. Like Marty okay. Feldman also, funny looking. Yeah, well, yeah, a little funnier than Gene Hackman. Uh, yeah. Twelve minutes after one on Ugly Friday here at QM. And, of course, in two weeks, it'll be Good Friday. Won't that be special, huh? I'm taking off Good Friday this year. I'm going to go to church. I know. Have some fish. you will see the light. Yeah. Right. Take some wine. Go to church, eat some of the wafers, have some of that wine. Some of that real good Manischewitz that probably those Goyem are enjoying.
3: Where, man. I've been everywhere, man. Travel I've like had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Oklahoma, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama, Maddowalala. We're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and hey! Mexico and Texas and New York.
2: I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. We're going to
3: California and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon. Devlin had my man. I've been everywhere. And North Dakota and New Mexico.
2: And the Boston, Charleston,
3: Dayton, Louisiana. And Oregon. We're going to California and Texas. From Santa Fe, Glen Rock, Black Rock, Little Rock, Austin. We're going to South Dakota and Michigan. And Lake, Devils Lake, Crater Lake, and Lake. I've been everywhere, man. I've been
5: everywhere, man. Devlin had my year man. I've been
1: everywhere, to take back the White House. i bet you Hillary is thrilled that he uh, was elected chairman of the DNC because that means he's not going to be running in uh, 2008, and she thinks that's really great. Uh, uh, you know, I know where you're going. What? With her? No, no. But I'm just telling you that uh, she obviously wants it. She's uh, been lying through her teeth about that whole deal. She wants it. She can taste it. And uh, guess who Ted Kennedy is already supporting for 2008. Her. Her? No. Oh, good. Worse. Worse? Somebody who already lost. Oh, oh, Gore. No. No. Well, I give up. John Kerry. No. Gore? I said somebody who lost. Gore didn't yeah. lose. He got screwed out of the election, but he didn't no. lose. Right. But uh, well, John Kerry, win. which is really scary. And Kerry says, oh, yeah, he's a pretty ace thinking that he's going to do it. He's going to make another run. I'm getting the runs just thinking about it. Another lackluster, lifeless campaign with, uh, you know, that crazy-headed bitch wife of his running around like a rag doll on drugs. WQAM, hello? Yes. Yes, sir. And uh,
0: 560?
1: 560 WQAM.
0: Yes, sir, uh, to talk to Royer, New Royers.
1: Speaking, Mr. Royers, right here.
0: Mr. <laughs> Royers.
1: Royers. I'm
3: a Nicaraguan Julio. Alright. Yes,
1: Buenos dias, amigo. ¿Cómo estás? Yes. Uh, come see, come Hey, I know my, I know I pick it upon him, man. I know my specs when I uh, speak it. You do? No. Man,
3: I was trying to fool you, man.
1: No chance.
8: Hey, Can't listen, uh,
1: like
3: long time listener. Can't fool I'm an old like, daughter, bastard you know, like me, man. I'll tell
1: you that right now. I've been around the block too many times to get fooled by some beaner like you. Anyway, go ahead.
3: Uh, ugly people? Ed Sullivan?
1: But he wasn't an actor, see? He wasn't a TV, uh, he was a TV guy, not an actor. Even on TV. Oh, I'm sorry.
8: I'm sorry, man.
1: Don't be sorry. Hasta que me olvides de nada, uh, adios. Arrivederci. Dos Vidania. In fact, if you hook up with the wrong uh, person, you might get a bad dose. Vidania? You ever get a dose of Vidania? No, no. 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon and singular wireless lines. Oh, God. See, we told you. Comunista, Comunista. He's speaking of Ruski, Ruski. Comunista. All I got to do now that I got my bald head, I got to put on one of those. What do they call those uh, hats that the Russians wear? Those. Oh, those big fur hats. Yeah. What, what do they, they call that? you? One once. I don't know. Big fur hat. They ain't as stylish as those hockey. No, they got a, a name for those hair. things. Uh, what the hell are oh, they? i Almost got you a coonskin hat one year that looks. Just no, not like that. a coonskin hat. No, but they they're, uh, they were it was shaped the same way. Although Jesse Helm says he loves that coonskin. WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir.
3: I got bad news for you.
1: And what is that?
3: Thanks to our fear El Presidente, the oil, 15% of the oil that we used to get from Venezuela, See? gone.
1: Oh, no. They're
3: trying to oh sell it. Oh, my God. That's right.
1: They're trying to sell it to Asia. Kenneth Cesar Chavez or Hugo Chavez?
3: Oh, man. Chavez got pushed by the ball.
1: Yeah, and then Chavez is running around saying the Bush is trying to get him killed. I can't imagine why. Can you?
3: I don't know, Don't man. forget,
1: when you go to bed tonight, kneel at to your bedside and put your hands together and say, thank you, Mr. President, for those low gas prices. All right. See you. Ushankas. Right? Thank you, Mr. President, for those low gas prices. In fact, let's take a puke. I never, ever turn on uh, the gambling channel. I do my gambling uh, you-know-where. But let Wait. me just take yeah. a look. Huh? Did you hear me? Ushanka. That's not what it is. That's, right. uh, the big Russian hats are Ushanka. That's what it says here. No, nah, they only call it in Sri Lanka. Oh, look at that, the price of crude. Boy, you talk about crude, 54 and a half bucks. Holy moly, rat man. Even the Batmobile is going to have to stay in the stall for a while. 54 and a half bucks a galoon, man. That is just, and they're saying, this ain't nothing yet. Wait till summertime, you know, when they start really bleeding and fleecing the public because they know that everybody's on holiday and all summertime. Everybody's driving the 4th of July and stuff like this and Canada Day and these things. Oh, baby, you ain't seen nothing yet. Sixty, seventy dollars a barrel for oil, which means you're gonna be paying like two and a half, three bucks. And they'll say, Oh, it's still a bargain, they're paying four bucks in Europe. Well, you know what? Screw them. Dollar thirty five on the euro. I don't think there are gonna be too many of you taking your usual European vacations unless you're really well healed. You know what I'm saying? I better win a few bucks over the weekend, I'm gonna have to cancel my Italy trip. Speaking of Italy, The U.S. must assume responsibility for the friendly fire killing of an Italian intelligence agent in Iraq in order to put the incident behind the two allies, the crooked Italian Prime Minister said on Wednesday, although here he's got a point. He is maybe the biggest crook in the world today. He makes Marlansky look like a Boy Scout. Aiming to set the record straight, Prime Minister Silvio Berlusconi contradicted U.S. military reports suggesting Italy may have been to blame for last week's ill-fated attempt to evacuate a newly freed hostage from Iraq. Italy also denied ever bowing to political blackmail in Iraq or paying ransom to Islamic militants for the freedom of kidnapped war reporter Giuliana Serena after local media reports that up to $8 million changed hands. Only a frank and reciprocal recognition of eventual responsibility is the condition for closure of the incident, which was so irrational to us and that caused us so much sorrow, Berlusconi told the Senate. Caused them so much sorrow. He might have to buy up all the newspapers now, too, besides all the TV stations, to make sure that they get the news right. You know, get it right. Far to the right. Kind of like Mussolini liked it. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir.
10: What's going on? It's George's buddy. Yeah. yeah. I want you to go for... WQAM,
1: hello. Thank you. Hello. Thank you, one. I'm not going to listen to him. What's the point? WQAM, hello.
8: Uh, yeah, I don't know if he's an actor or not, but
1: uh, what about Jimmy Durante. Jimmy Durante. Ain't good, ain't good, good. He's already on there. Of course he was an actor. He was in some bad movies. <coughs> See, one thing about the comedians from the early days of television... And the vaudeville uh, long before that. Uh, most of them uh, got in some really bad movies. I like the Martin and Lewis movies, for example, you know. Although yeah. Jerry Lewis was in that, uh, what was the one, the King of uh, Comedy? King of Comedy, right. Which uh, I everybody says was really great. I'll take uh, your word for it. Uh, I'd rather watch Blue Velvet than watch so, a, a Jerry Lewis movie. It was, everyone said it was really great. You know, it was uh, really weak. Was it I really? Thought. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was. But he sure is. could sing, man. rock a your baby.
6: <laughs> with a Jerry Lewis melody. Yeah.
1: But he I, I liked him. Uh, he was funny back in the day, and everybody liked Martin and Lewis and uh, all the other, because uh, they were in on the ground floor of it, you know. There were a lot of people, pioneers. Dave Garraway horrible. I mean, terminally boring, coma-inducing. And a lot of other people, like Gary Moore, you know, just no talent whatsoever. But they made it big because they were first. They were their first. They were pioneers. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you ever saw the old Today Show with Dave Garraway and Frank Blair doing the news and the chimp, Fred Muggs, uh, J. Fred Muggs, the chimp, you, you'd say, and Jack LaSchoolie. You'd say, how could anybody have ever watched this? I mean, the current Today Show is bad enough. You know, it's horrendous. But it's, like, fantastic compared to that crap. Oh, now, look at these guns. Boryland 295, which is a threat level 2 hoster
11: Okay, now, a threat level 2, I think, okay, that. what, what exactly does that mean? Threat
1: level 2 hosters it takes two positions to uh, remove the firearm.
11: Two positions. All right,
1: mm-hmm. so if I were... It takes two hands to handle that whopper, man. That's what Jimmy Duran. No, that's what Milton Burl said. 26 after 1 at 560 WQM. The Emerald Coast is Florida's number one, numero uno, for our Nicaraguan pies on there. Number one Asian gourmet buffet is rated by Zagat Restaurant Review, and they really know their stuff. And the good news is you can still enjoy Lobster Fest every Friday through Sunday night, featuring Maine Lobster Thermidor. In addition, the Emerald Coast will still be serving hand-carved prime rib, And from their flaming grill, New York steaks cooked to order just the way you love them. For those seafood lovers out there, the menu still includes hot dungeness crab, fresh oysters on the half shell, stone crab claws, and a sushi bar with over 30 30, different items. Make sure to leave room for dessert because they've got that amazing 40-inch chocolate fondue fountain where you can hand-dip your own strawberries, marshmallows, and whatever else you want to dip in there, all those decadent treats. Don't forget the Emerald Coast promotes healthy living. They cook all of their good cuisine with cholesterol-free canola oil, no MSD, no crap. You won't walk out of there with a headache, just a big fat stomach and a smile on your puss. Don't forget to book your reservations at one of Emerald Coast's three South Florida locations. You'll find them in Sunrise, Sunny Isles Beach, and even prestigious Pembroke Pines. For the Emerald Coast, it's 95... Oh, and by the way, there is a new area code in Dade County. Okay. okay. 786. Right. Not 205. Oh, 786. Hey, fat boy, you're an idiot. Call the Emerald Coast at 954, not... 554 254 954 572 3822. You can't beat it with a stick. The amazing, unbeatable Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet.
5: You're listening to Neil Rogers.
1: Uh
2: Uh
11: For you, Drudge Packing? Mr. President, I'm very appreciative that you chose me to conduct this interview. Sure. What do you hope that your legacy will be? You've got four years, and I know I'm asking a a down-the-line question, but what do you hope it will be?
0: Uh, Terrorists and uh, Uh, destabilizing a vital part of the world.
11: Okay. Now, in the next four years, what do you most want to accomplish yourself?
3: Um, Play God.
11: What are you going to be able to do that others haven't been able to
1: do? Uh, Spread hatred and, and vilify the United States. I hope that uh, 50 years from now, people look back and say, George W., a
3: dictator, a tyrant, a thug.
11: Do you think all of that can happen in four years?
3: Yes, I do. And uh, I am excited about it. When 2020 returns...
11: The president just peed on the (laughs) proper in the Oval Office.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I intend to duty. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Next... If it's good enough for Linda Blair, it's good enough for El Presidente, right? Peeing on a carpet? Right. right. That was an interesting scene when the priest was sitting there at the piano, at toy-de-toid, toy, de toy, de, toy, de toy de, and then uh, Linda Blair comes down there and stands there staring at them and just very quietly just pees on the carpet. That was well, a beautiful Well, it wasn't quiet thing. about it. Well, no, I, well, I mean, she Thought was like quiet. Niagraphy. She was very yeah. still, but the, the sound of the tinkling hitting the floor the carpet. And You're going to die up there. Careful. Join team. George tomorrow, 5 to 7, at the... Uh, oh, yeah, the sandwich guy is going to be there again tomorrow the, Maroon, the used car and truck sell-off going on at Dolphin Stadium. Oh, you're going to be at the stadium right up the uh, Hershey Highway there. I guess. Wow. Oh, sure, as how beats where they usually send you. Well, yeah. not really. Stop by to spin the wheel for prizes and enjoy free food from Atlantic City Subs. That's today. Uh, no, today? And look at it. You know something... I don't, I don't want to start getting bitchy, okay, any more than usual, which is plenty bitchy enough. But are you looking at this same thing since you sent me a copy of it? Oh, I'll just reached for it right now. That's today. Yeah, it says, join George tomorrow, <laughs> 5 to 7. And at the end it says, that's today, 5 to 7 at Dolphins Day. Make up your mind, will you? I ain't going both days. Is it? To- I'm assuming it's tomorrow, yeah, right? It's tomorrow. No. That's Saturday. Saturday is tomorrow, last time we checked. Eastern Standard Time. Tomorrow, 5 to 7 at Dolphin Stadium. We'll go there early, get some of that good food from Atlantic City subs, and then pretend you're there to, like, uh, do whatever else is going on. Make George, if you make him look good. 5670560. Maybe your friend will uh, stop by and see you tomorrow, the one that calls all the time. I'm George's buddy. The uh, one yeah, that uh, yeah. looks forward to giving you a in every in chance he, he can. Him? Yeah. The one's obsessed with the one, one of those speak? professional agitators that just, you're right, obsessed. Like the guy with the fanny pack, the guy with the eyes, uh, Greg in uh, Port St. Lucie, uh, Andy in Hollywood, uh... Uh, What's his name? Ron, uh, Prozac Ron. Uh, Chamba! That idiot. Uh, Obsessed is not even close. It's very insufficient to try to describe the the mentality of these people. And I use that term loosely. Mentality and people. (coughs) See, what would you get me all worked up for? Fun. So i will go out and watch your Blue Velvet. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neely. Yes, sir.
3: Uh, Just a couple of thoughts on uh, the gambling. Uh, I think uh, Broward will get... The slot machines they want only to the respect that the lobbyists are about to go to work and they're going to start spreading the money around. And I think yeah. that's what the congressmen were waiting for. And the second thing is... I I, think I'll tell you
1: one thing. If they if they don't give them the Class three, what they, which is what it was supposed to be, uh, they're going to make it meaningless. They're going to cut the revenue down so much it's going to be a farce and it's going to just piss everybody off.
3: Right. But you know how lobbyists spread money around up there yeah. and you know how they love money. Good. They, they're not willing to vote for it, but they'll take the money. You know what I'm give saying? A, give
1: them a bag of money, right. And the
3: other thing is Bill Bennett's the slot czar. Yeah, that's a good idea. Bill Bennett for saw. He's got Depend it. Depend he, he knows all about it.
1: Give him his own machine, baby. Plunge his guts out. All right. Take
0: it
3: Thanks easy. Thanks a lot.
1: He can, be, he can uh, give the convocation, you know, the invocation before they start opening the machines every morning. There can be Bill Bennett, the uh, gambling czar. Talk about another big, fat hypocrite, man. All these right-wingers, all of them, each and every one of them, all the finger-pointers, oh, you're this, you're that. Yeah, right. Just like that Jeff Gannon, duckered piece of crap, turd, gay, faggot. Five, six, so what's this Atlanta thing? They're making such a big Timmis about this. Wow. And of course, uh, keep in mind that they're in Atlanta. A lot of the, like these uh, goofballs they got on there, Sky Miles O'Brien and this bitch. Very well. She spoke with us a little while ago. We'll hear from her after a break. Meanwhile, the search is still on. Look at that. CNN special coverage on courtroom security begins at 7. They sure didn't waste any time, did they?
11: Last seen driving a green Honda. We do have the license plate number. We'll let you look at that as we head to break. More okay, 6584YN,
1: right Georgia. You've got Georgia on his mind. Boy, oh boy, go get him before he uh, shoots up anybody else. WQAM. QAM, hello. Hi, this is Chris. Hi, Chris, how are you doing?
3: Oh, good, Neil. Uh, I, I actually had a couple for the poll. Um, the,
0: Nick Nolte was the first one.
1: Nick Nolte is as ugly as a sin. He looks like a pile of elephant crap. And... <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's looked worse over the years too. Yes, and really uh, bad
1: lately. yes. Yeah, since keeps getting worse. Yeah. <laughs> and uh,
3: and Cameron Diaz is a real butterface. Really? I think uh, I, I think, think will be- give
1: you a hard time on that. No, not me. I agree. Oh, really? Okay, we'll put her on marginal. In the she looks
3: good everything from the neck down. Yeah, but she, looks, uh, she
1: smiles and has charm. That's uh, how you don't notice.
3: Anyway, we love you up here in Boca, and uh, you guys have a good day and happy 29th.
1: Thanks a lot, Pally. Bye, Pally. How about, uh, since we're putting uh, people who actually are actors or actresses of a sort, how about J-Lo, huh? She's been in movies. She, she sure is. Well, if you call yeah. it Lee and that other bunch of crap, she keeps making movies. Uh, she's ugly, man, and she yeah, has just she is. Uh, got a big... Rectum. But she's married to, uh, what's his name there? That uh, Spick. Oh, brother. That is just so amazing. I mean, is he fooling anybody, that fruit fly? Is she fooling anybody? You know that that Bennifer crap that we had to be subjected to, and of course oh. the media, the media just loves this stuff. They just love shoving it down our throats, hour after hour, day after day, week after week. You know, because <clears throat> basically, like they said, like Howard Beale said, we're in the boredom killing business. Like us, we gotta like take the four hours in the middle of your day and try to like do a little tap dance here, a verbal tap dance, and at least put a little pizzazz, a little something, you know, da 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 da, you know, like that, right? Sure, we could do that. Like those people at the appearances wanted us to do, those sour old bitches from Detroit, which I'm sure they were dead by now, I hope. Remember them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't put on a floor show for them, I guess. that You know, they wanted us to do a tap then. Spent a half an hour with them. There were all these other people lined up waiting for us to autograph those stupid pictures and everything. And, uh, yeah. all did yeah, We just kind of sit there. You didn't pay too much attention to us. You miserable. I bet you Dick Purton would like to shoot both your brains out, if you had any. Oh, here's here's one of the winners. Good thing he gave everybody a head start. This man, see, who 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 could say that he's their favorite though? See, because the question is your favorite actor mm-hmm. actress who's made it big in their article? Gerard Depardieu. Bid, bid, bid. He is grotesque. And the worst part of it is there actually are women out there who thinks he's a sex pot, a sex sex pot. Yeah, he's sex a sick, sick pot. Yeah, seriously, he's like a sex symbol for some of these blind women. Yeah, yeah, Helen Keller thought he was hot. So Gerard, Gerard looks like Depardieu. A... But yeah. it does say here, uh, probably nobody's favorite, and you're right. Thank you so much. Man, so many ugly, and uh, see, ugly and untalented, that's a bad combination. Ugly, okay, a lot of us can relate to that, but ugly with no talent, what's the story there? Maybe there's something there that doesn't meet the eye. Now, this one, I'm not saying this to put him down, because he's been on the uh, uh, singer uh, Ugly. Uh, what's his name? Julie Roberts' husband. Lyle, Lyle I love Lyle it. it. Yeah, Lyle, I love it. Well, what's that all about? I don't know. Don't put that down, Josh. Yeah, don't put it. Well, You know, see, all you gotta do is like whisper, a name and Amy puts it on it. Like right. if I wrote, you know. Robert. Twenty till two at five sixty WQM. Don't forget Jay Fiedler and uh, Mo Howard David this afternoon. <laughs> I think they're. I think they're gonna make a baby. I really do. They are tight, you know. <laughs> What? You can't get no baby. Well, right? I don't know, but they're sure, they sure they have been giving it a shot for the last couple of years. They are as tight as a snare drum. Absolutely. And so Jay will be on with uh, our good friend Moet, some, somewhere in there, who knows when. Hey, all you horse racing fans and poker players, Pompano Park Racing and Poker has got all the gambling action you could want. Just a half mile from both I-95 and the Florida Turnpike, Pompano Park features free admission and free general parking every day. Live harness racing in the poker room open every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday like this weekend. Poker starts at noon, goes on till midnight every day, and live racing gets underway nightly at 7.25, including tonight, of course, and tomorrow. Come up tomorrow, Saturday, March 12th, is the most amazing fireworks stunt show ever seen. It's a regular event at Pompano Park every year, starring Australian Vincent Silvestro and his unbelievable racehorse, Hand Me Silver. Silvestro stands on the shafts of his race bike, holds the reins in his teeth, and shoots off more than 2,000 rounds of fireworks from a platform on his bike, all while Henry Silver races around the track. You don't want to miss the great fireworks stunt show tomorrow, Saturday, March 12th. By the way, uh, Randy Waples is back at uh, Woodbine 1-2 races last night. Welcome back, Randy. Also, uh, tonight, Pompano Park has a money machine at the track where you can have a chance to grab $1,000 in betting vouchers. Just when in doubt, reach in there and grab it. And the vouchers, too. Pompano Park with simulcasting every day and night, seven days a week. Located a block south of Atlantic Boulevard on Powerline Road. For the current racing schedule, go online at pompanopark.com or give them a call at 954-972-2000. That's 974-2000. Don't forget, 725 tonight and tomorrow. Big weekend of racing at Pompano Park.
5: You are listening to Neil Rogers on 560 qam
0: How young is too young?
9: About 30, man.
1: One forty six yeah. at five sixty WQAM. Martin in Fort Myers, originally from Europe, says Neil and George, thank you for your great show and putting up uh, with all these idiotic callers. You guys should get a frickin' medal for all your work entertaining us. That's right, we agree, Martin. We want it. Hopefully, it'll be worth something. We can pawn it. Just a little reminder to those morons who say that gas in Europe costs over $4 a gallon compared to two fifty in the U.S. More than 80% of that price in Europe are taxes which are used to build back up the roads, highways, bridges, social programs, etc., which is why people in Europe look at these prices as a luxury tax for drivers. The other thing is you don't necessarily need a car in Europe because of a very good system of public transportation, trains, and buses. On the other hand, over 80% of gas price in the U.S. goes directly in the pockets of oil companies and, of course, to the pockets of our leader and his friends. Just take a look at the record profits of mobile, Exxon, etc. Wake up, people. They're going to suck you dry is what Martin in Fort Myers says. Amen, Martin. Terry shivo's husband, this just in only moments, seconds ago. Terry, from our, of course, uh, fantastic news coverage here at QAM on our newswires. Terry Shivo's husband turns down a million dollars to give up the right to decide wife's fate. How do you like that? Yeah. Sounds like blackmail to me. I'd take it. A man fighting to have a feeding tube removed from his brain-damaged wife today rejected a California businessman's offer to pay him a million dollars to give up his right to decide her medical treatment. The offer, which the husband's attorney labeled offensive, came hours after the judge refused to let the state social services agency intervene, a move that would have delayed next week's scheduled removal of that tube. Other such offers, including one for $10 million, had already been made and rejected by Michael Schiavo, said his attorney, George Philos. See, and the, and the parents were saying all along, oh, well, he wants the money from her, will. it's money. Well, if it's money, how can he turn down $10 million and then a million? See? Right. right. Terry Schiavo's parents are trying to keep her alive, but body, 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 body. she suffered a heart attack 15 years ago. Now 41, she's lived uh, since then, 15 years ago, in what court-appointed doctors call a persistent vegetative state, Florida. Even if the husband did walk away, Philo said there's still a court order requiring removal of the tube at 1 p.m. next Friday. Oh, God, we can cover that with a blanket. We can have duck there checking out the tube. A judge ordered that the feedings be stopped after finding clear and convincing evidence that she would not want to be kept alive in her current state, Florida, and who the hell would? San Diego businessman Robert Herring, who founded an electronics company, later a cable and satellite channel, said he felt compelled to try to have the husband transfer the legal right to decide his wife's medical treatment to the parents, Bob and Mary Schindler. He's the guy that offered a million. I believe very strongly that these are there are medical advances happening around the globe that could very shortly have a positive impact on Terry's condition. Herring's offer is valid until Monday. Wait till you do this. According to a statement from his attorney, Gloria Allred, uh uh-huh. the, the, Don't we hate her like poison, that bitch? Venomous. The money has been deposited into a trust account at Allred's L.A. law firm, the statement said. Philo said his client would not even consider any such proposals. Sounds like a red herring to me, you know, all red herring. Mm-hmm. Got it? Got it. Don't forget, join George tomorrow. I don't have no idea why they, you know, who, who brought this in, Miguel? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, it gets to be almost the end of the show. Now we're promoting George's appearance tonight. Yeah, I, I think Maddie Bell is involved in this. Make sure yeah. that it's a bomb. Nobody shows up. Although I know you really enjoy seeing those same misfits that show up over and over again. Could you Come ever get tired of that? George will sign you up in a neat picture cards and yeah, you Yeah, know. that's right. What? I have autographed million-dollar bills I'll be giving Yeah, them. there you go. He'll do anything you want. He'll get up and do a little dance for you. Right. He'll, uh, i will got yeah. a sock puppet show. A little, Sniff your armpits. Whatever you like. Belt. Whatever makes you happy. Right. George, tomorrow, 5 to 7 we're going to use car and truck sell off going on at Dolphin Stadium. Spin the QM veal for some of those embarrassing, cheap prizes. That's all we can afford. Enjoy it because we got so many useless people on the payroll. And enjoy free food from Atlantic City subs. That's tomorrow, Saturday, 5 to 7, at Dolphin Stadium, which used to be a PP park, which used to be Joe Robbie Stadium, which used to be a place where winning teams would play. The football, anyway. Better had that real quickly, or Josh. Don't forget the Marlins, that's right, and my good friend Roxy Bernstein and the Oso Dave Van Boring. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir.
3: I got a name for you, Paul. Gary Busey.
1: Gary Busey, somebody on there, and thank you so much. Been on there for only a couple of hours, and of course, if I read the whole list, that would you know preclude the possibility. If I read the whole list, then we'll be here till midnight, you know. And we don't want we don't want to take any time away from Mo, who's going to be uh, doing kissy kissy with Jay Fiedler this afternoon. Jay Fiedler, by the way, I just want to tell you right now, he is bad. Okay, is there any doubt about that, Josh? You think he's weak? I mean, when A.J. Feely, touchy-feely uh, beats you out, when uh, they say bye-bye, in fact, probably the reason they, uh, they, they're happy to see him go to the Jets is because, naturally, the competition there, you know? They'd love to see the Jets come into town with A.J. Feely playing. I mean, with the uh, same difference, A.J. Feeler. J. J. He is weak, man. You know, he's one of these rah-rah, boom ba good college try, but he sucks. But for some reason, Moe's got this obsession. I mean, just uh, obsessed. Maybe it's the Jew thing. Boy! What'd you think? They're tight, man. They see? are tight. Oh, man. WQAM, hello.
0: Yeah, it's Norman from Aventura. Yes, Norman. So I still have enough time to get in with
3: Neil?
1: You're on right now. Okay. What do you got? Ne- Neil. Yep.
3: Yeah, with the Michael Jackson. Yep. That's a skill. I mean...
1: WQAM, hello.
3: QAM.
1: I didn't realize we had the 80-minute delay on today, did you? Yeah. WQAM. hello.
4: Good night, Mr. Neil Rogers. Wherever you are, huh? Cha 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 cha.
1: That's Jimmy Durandy. Good night, Mrs.
4: Calabash, wherever you are. Ink-a-dink-a-doo.
1: Was he a talent? No. Or what, huh? Could he sing? No. Did he look good? No. He's on our ugly list and deservedly so. Boy, he was he was really ugly. I mean, wow. A lot of these other people they're like minorly ugly, ugly compared to Jimmy Durandy. Did you ever see him? Yes, yeah, saw the clips. Yeah. Inkadinka doo doo doo. Like I said, you know, it was from the vaudeville to the movies to TV. It was just, uh, he was around, you know. Now, Edwin, who was a very funny guy, he could be on here, but nobody knows who that is. He was uh, very funny, but he uh, was nice also hat. ugly. Huh? Nice hat. <laughs> yeah, well, now, what do they call that? That babushka that the Russians wear? What did you say? Usheka. No. I know you yeah, don't. That's, a, but that's what it's called. That's a, that's a golf term. 153 at 560 QAM. You're listening to Neil Rogers exclusively on 560.
3: Fever is dumb,
2: and Dave Wonstead is dumb. Absolutely. To oh, all their
9: wives, he's had before. To all the women he's made sore He threw them from his house To make room for camals That billionaire playboy man whore To all the wives he's had before That narcissistic bad-haired boy Without cash he's a chump, I dare say Donald Trump would have no prayer in hell to score. Got rid of my love. Question that he'll have more. Melania's number three, but I can't wait to see who Trump will pick as number four. To all the wives he's had. Behind no. the wife and my stinky
2: feet. I'll give you caviar Okay, we're
1: almost out of time. The poll today. Who's your favorite actor or actress who made it big in spite of being ugly? Uh, Charles Bronson, 114. Steve Buscemi, 112. we got a battle over the weekend, man. Neck and neck, nose to nose. Humphrey Bogart, 84. Danny DeVito, 60. Barbara Streisand 34. And Rodney Dangerfield. He didn't really die, did he? Yes, he died. 26. Bye, bye, bye.